Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Welcome back to the fifth and last NRL podcast, kicking off straight away with our Fast Five and uh, MG with us this week, the Wild Panther, joining us for the Fast Five and just have a chit-chat now we're at the point into the season. Welcome back, big fella. Hi, boys. Uh, real, real pleasure to be with you, boys, on such a great time of year in rugby league. Mm. It is a fantastic time of the year, a very exciting week. You know? how, good's the, uh, how good's the weather? Oh, mate, it, it changes, doesn't it? It seems to coincide with... With the, you know, obviously September's around the corner, but as soon as you kind of get that smell in the air uh, in the footy season, you know that we're about to see something pretty good on the footy field. And you know, I think last weekend we saw some some games and some teams, you know, rise to the top that we thought would would rise. And the Monday night's game uh, between the, the Sharkies and the Roosters was what that real semi final intensity that I think we'll see uh, again this round. Yeah, well, besides the penalty count, I was absolutely having a great time on the couch watching them pretty much prison ball each other. I, I thought it was outstanding. Couldn't have had uh, two grubby Ford packs going at each other either, so it was a pretty, pretty good game to watch, that's for sure. Alrighty, highlight. Fast five, highlight. MJ, you want to kick us off, mate? What was your highlight? Uh, I, I, I can't go past Segi Arrow's three try. Uh, <laughs> mate, he, uh, he just, you know, I was there to watch it. And, you know, he kind of... You know he's going to do it, um, but you just don't know. He, you can't stop him. He's, he's been one of the buyers of the year, if not what the buyer of the year. Uh, even though uh, one game there he started, I think, against the Cowboys, uh, he, he proved that he's not a starter. I think he's, he's definitely an impact player, and when he comes on the field, um, good things seem to happen. And I think he's been one of them blokes that I didn't think anyone would think would play as good as he has. And his three tries against the Broncos has put the big exclamation point on, on that, and say that uh, he's here to stay and, and, and Penrith are very happy about that. And he's an absolutely outstanding player he is. Brock, what about your highlight? I had, I had a couple. Melbourne smashing Parramatta. They look pretty clinical. Melbourne, um, they're heating up. Um, and then probably the other one links in with my player of the week, young Luke Brooks, his debut, SCG. Um, it was Saturday Arvo footy. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, well, I've kind of got a a combo. I'm just going to give a quick wrap to the ruthless Cowboys, who where we at the start of the year, you jerks. When I put a massive bet on you for top four, you've just absolutely mm. smoked me. But uh, absolutely love watching them. And just a little one from last night, highlight of the round for sure. How does a Darrow like Chris Heinington steal a ball off Sean <laughs> Kenny Dow and run 20 metres to score under the post? That was my oh, highlight. That bloke, yeah, if he ever runs 20 metres again, I'm not here. Mate, if I, he runs 20 metres ever again to score a try, I'm not here. I'm not uh, here. I, I think he's from my hometown, Mount Druid, mate. He must be. Mount Druid. That's how we used to pick a pocket in the, the main streets of uh, the Western Westfields. That was absolutely outstanding. But uh, what about your low light, MG? Well, it's got to be Parramatta. Um, and the, and, the, consist, and the, the constant uh, Willie go, Willie, Ricky Stewart go, Wani go. Um, 
look, I, I've played with Ricky Stewart. I, I've played against Ricky Stewart, and we've got, I would say, probably a pretty good relationship. If, uh, if he does bail on Parramatta um, and takes up the seven-year deal with Canberra, that's been speculated, um, I'll, I'll lose a lot of credibility. He'll lose a lot of credibility in my eyes. Yeah. Um, he's gone to a club. He's dismantled the club. Um, he's sacked 12 players mid-season publicly. He's humiliated most of them. Some blokes are in tears. He's got to finish the job now. Simple as that. He's got to, he's got to see Parramatta's contract out. And if he does, um, and yeah, he goes through all the good and the bad, which he's going through at the moment, um, well, he'll prove his value as a coach. But if he, if he says the first sign of drama um, and, he, and, he, and he bolts, well, he shouldn't be a first-grade coach, mate, to be honest. Well, I'll and, tell you what. If I was Parramatta, I'd be... I don't know how contracts work, but I'd be seeking legal action if he'd come in sign a couple of players, ravage 12 of my roster, and then jump ship, I'd be seeking legal compensation in some form if he was pulling the pin after what he's done. It's a bit well, tough. You know, look, without knowing anything about his personal life, I know that he's got a, uh, an autistic daughter. Um, I know that she might have special needs and wants in certain places. Um, so I don't want to get down that track, and I don't know what I don't, I don't want to say anything about the personal side of Ricky Stewart, but professionally, as a rugby league coach, the duty did to Parramatta um, and to even be rumoured to be going to Canberra for seven years yeah. uh, on a seven-year deal for a million dollars a year. Um, you know, that's just... It, 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 reeks, it reeks of hypocrisy, uh, the highest order. He's just got to, he's got to stay and, and fulfil his obligations with Parramatta. Mm-hmm. Then he might be able to think about a, a, a lifetime contract with the, the club that made him. But bloody well, who bloody signed him for seven years? Who's signed him for seven years? That's what I want to know. Maybe we don't have some players for that amount of time. It's ridiculous. It might have happened in the regular landscape. Well, Ricky Stewart was the first coach back in October last year playing, uh, training his blokes. Um, what were grand finals and semi-finals and all going on. So maybe he earned a bit there and he, he kind of lost them a little bit because he, I think, well, a coach, and you, you know more than this, you've said boys coach rugby league teams, junior rugby league teams. I think in the pre-season, the, the head coach shouldn't be seen basically he just should, he should be the, the fitness coordinator and the skills coordinator and just you, they report to you and you show up every now and then I think if you're riding your team as much as it looked like Ricky Stewart was riding his team from such an early stage of you know this season that they're going to break sooner or later and yeah. what we're seeing at Parramatta now is, is in a word embarrassing you don't, want to, you don't want to lead the Melbourne Cup after 200 metres put it that way mm. Um, well, you know, and, and you know, Ricky Shaw's got a good name in rugby league, a um, real good name, I and mean, he's earned it through hard work. If he does take up the offer and, and leave Parramatta posted, um, I, I don't know. I think that name will that it won't be as strong um, as far as you know. Everyone's got a lot to do what they want to do, but not after what he did to Parramatta this year. Not after he's gone in and, and sacked player after player. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's just got to he's got to finish the job. And I think yeah, I'll do it down, boys. I think he will. Yeah, yeah. I think he has to, absolutely has to. But Brock, what about your um, Milo Light, the no penalty, Warish, um, at the end. Thomas Lillewire <laughs> comes in with a fly kick, no penalty. Um, <clears throat> to say I was upset and angry would be an understatement. I was filthy. But um, I also just thought the Titans' performance was pretty ordinary. With a lot on the line, um, it was fairly ordinary. It's, yeah, I think every uh, every low light this year, or at least half of them, I said Parramatta, so... Yeah. They're like the buy now. We just call them the buy now, MG, with the yeah. tips. So. Well, mate, St. George, I'll play behind them, you know. Mm. St. George, don't, don't do any, any of their uh, fans any favours either. You know, they're humbled, as Brock just, uh, Lewis just mentioned, um, you know, a young bloke, 
comes in the first grade um, and basically just toys with a, a first grade rugby league team. Um, mm. he, he's one out of the box, and I know we'll talk about it a little bit later, but um, St. Yeah. George aren't uh, that far in front of Carmo at the moment. And, no, yeah, coach has got to be under some heavy scrutiny as well, Price. You know things are going bad when sports. Uh, you get a payout from Centibet early on your wooden spoon bet on Parramatta. So thanks again, Parramatta, six dollars right in the bank. But <laughs> wow. uh, low light for me was just the Cade Snowden shot. I've had people say it was an accident or it wasn't intent. Regardless of it, if he didn't put himself in a position to use a shoulder charge in the first place before he tipped it on or before he slipped down. He doesn't break his jaw. He doesn't piss out blood. He doesn't end up with seven to nine weeks. So mm. all I can say is I've got no sympathy because you shouldn't put yourself in that situation in the first place. Mm. I know it's a natural reaction. Well, I've only uh, just watched the press conference. Wayne Bennett just had a press conference saying that um, he can't understand why he got seven weeks when Pritchard got two. Well, um, like we said, it's... For a shoulder charge, blah, it's, blah, it's, blah, It's unfortunate they judge it um, from an injury, but that's the reaction, obviously, from the weekend. He's pissing out blood with a broken jaw. So yeah. subsequently, he's been punished. I don't have any... I don't have any qualms whatsoever. I, I think the shoulder charge should be in the, in the game. I think accidents are going to happen, um, but I think I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of betwixt and between here. I think if um, Bryson Goodwin breaks his jaw and go for eight weeks, we'll take shoot at Frank Pritchard. Yeah, yeah. same power. Um, if uh, we, uh, if Ray Thompson's out for twelve weeks, we'll say shoot Snowden. Yeah, I think, I think the, I think the. The crime's got. To, I think the, the, the penalty's got to fit the crime. If, yeah. you, if you're going to go in, and you're going to, you know, we had a shoulder charge as a lethal uh, weapon when used incorrectly, and that was a perfect example. What's oh, exactly. Here. You know, you can, you just can't brace yourself and, and go to drive with your shoulder into somebody's chest area or his shoulder or his face area because you know it's only going to be. And then you put. It's not really that long. I didn't have long to act either. You know, he was, he was kind of. No, no, I've got no hope with it. As long as they can consistent with it, as long yeah. as they, they do it with every player that happens. Um, but we are getting into the dangerous, dangerous territory when we, we, our consistency in the shoulder charge is already floundering. You know, we get, we get, Josh Reynolds did one on the weekend and got no penalised. No well, I thought that was a cracker. That was a good one. That was a great hit That's a really, that's the thing. That's, we, we love the suit, but when one goes wrong, everyone says, well, one glad it's out of the game. But the, the thing about the shoulder charge is that, Bring an air of unpredictability into a game that we, at the moment we're, we're not getting because we've got all these wrestling maneuvers and jujitsu ju- ju- moves. Yeah. Love it. You he was like get uh, scorpioned or crocodile rolled or <laughs> rolling pinned or or go for a legitimate shoulder charge in a tackle. I know what I'd rather. God, yeah. bl- God bless you, Melbourne. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, moving on from that one, what about your best of the round, MJ? Your best player. Oh, maybe it's, oh, look, top of my head, I, you can't go past you on books, I don't think. No, um, no I agree. But last night, I think Gowan, Monday night, Gowan uh, had an unbelievable captain's night. Gowan. Yeah, you know, the second half. The depends who you man, ask, uh, MJ. <laughs> um, depends who you ask. Not Brian, not Brian Smith. Not Brian Smith. <laughs> yeah, well, I was watching that uh, Twitter tirade last night unfold, and it's funny, I was at a um, uh, function last Friday for uh, the Hills. Uh, Hills District Bulls, uh, yep. the club, um, and Paul Gowan was there as a guest speaker as well. And uh, he was asked about Brian Smith, and he just said, "Well, mate, he's, in 2001, he didn't think I was good enough for first grade." And, um, and then we see this happen on Monday night with the uh, the dad on the on Twitter. And mate, the two rules in, in rugby league: you don't let your old man near the change rooms when he's pissed, 
I did enjoy Dylan Harper laying him down. That was pretty outstanding. <laughs> he's, he's an angry young man, that redhead. Yeah. He loves it. But, uh... Well, he's good. He's, he's big, he's strong, and he can come with it. Um, you know, I think Paul Gallen spoke to Triple M uh, at half time, and he said, Look, three times we've come at each other, and once he got me good, the other two he didn't. And, yeah. um, and in the second half, they, they, they just resumed when they took off. It was great to watch, and that's, you know. I did think Gallen would When, it, when the, old, the young buck tries to get the old ball, there's nothing better than rugby league. Loved it. But uh, Brock, your best three was obviously Brooks as well. Yeah, I can't go past him. Just for um, the pressure, like he's had a lot of um, a lot of different yeah, expectations, tags placed on him and um, to deliver. Uh, I thought just the little things like his short passing game was good, um, his short kicking game was good. Uh, I think he only made one error in the whole game and then yeah. um, he throws a dummy and scores. So there's not much else that he could have done. I thought defensively he looked fairly sound. Yeah, well, he so. copped a, a pounding from Armand Harrison too, mm. but my player was exactly the same and it, it's pure and simple. He assisted one from that Cronk-like pass where he faded, looked like he was going to go out the back and hit the short man. Uh, the short kick for Simona, he got 26 tackles, he only missed one. Uh, he had two big blokes coming him all day. He got three repeat sets. And he's only 18 years old, and he followed yeah. that up with the dummy try. So if you want to talk about all the tools and weapons you want in a half, and these days they're like hen's teeth, I don't think you could do much better on your debut or show more attributes that you're going to be a player of the future. It's so. really nice to see a, a young half that can pass short. There's, really? not many, yeah. there's not many young halves out there that can pass short. They all want to play throw direct. the flashy long ball, and not many of them want to square up and run the ball and, and play short, but... Um, he certainly showed some really good signs in that debut on the weekend. Yeah, uh, I think you know the three C's: calm, courageous, um, and controlling, he, he, and confident. I suppose you controlling as well. He's, he was just for his first run when he took the line on. You go, okay, this kid's got it because he wasn't one bit uh, intimidated. Not flustered. He, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to, as Lewis just mentioned, he wanted to straighten the defense, the attack up because it was going a bit sideways. You've got us mixed up, bro. <laughs> He, just, he was born to play first grade, and which leads us to our, our next topic, I suppose, which is the second tier debacle, which I don't know. I, look, I, I don't know much about it, and I, don't, I know the salary cap is there for a reason, and I know, um, you know, that we can't you know, bend, the, bend the rules at all in any way, shape, or form because Penrith have gone through the same thing with Matt Moore, and they want to bring young Cartwright in the play, but they're waiting for an injury. But surely rookie players in their first year. They've got to, they've got to, we've got to find some exemption for them to... This weekend, I could not wait when I found out that South Sydney, which has Adam Reynolds, were playing the Tigers, which has Luke Brooks yeah. um, in their team. I couldn't wait. It's a game that I wouldn't have given a second thought any other time. But now that this young bloke's entered the game, all of a sudden, the Tigers are, are looking attractive again. Um, and now, I won't be able to get that uh, excitement because he won't be playing against them on the, on the weekend. So, yeah. it, it's something... That the game's really got to sort out. I don't know how, what kind of benefits you've got to give the young players coming through, but surely they've got to be exempt when it comes to first grade over the league. But That's I, the point of bringing through juniors. I don't, I don't understand, mate. I don't understand how he is counted under the NRL salary cap when he's a Toyota Cup player. That's what yeah, I don't yeah, understand. I, I, I don't 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, top twenty-five is your top twenty-five, and he's, then he's, I think it's another it's another, another ten players that are in your second tier. Well, so it's a squad of thirty-five. All I know, I would have thought that the majority of them would have come from New South Wales Cup or Queensland would. Cup. They are. That's so brilliant. I don't understand how Brooks is. We should be watching where Brooks on. The Friday night they played, right? Against the yep, Friday, Friday night, South Sydney, 7.30. We're not watching it. That's a damn shame. Yeah, well, 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 mate, it's, it's got a, it can't be the only situation um, floating around at the moment. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of clubs that well, have got kids there they want just, to put in. You just mentioned it with they the can't. Cartwright and the like. You know, Penrith are probably back in the run now. But what so about Parramatta? They'd have kids they'd want to throw in, surely. Uh, I don't really think they've got too much left, to be honest. Mm. I watch a lot of the 20s in the New South Cup. There's not really anyone else they'd be looking to throw in. Rad Raja and... The few, Willie Armey, the couple you've seen earlier in the year, at Pifarangi there. Well, what was the, what's the kid that you said was, was good in playing for Parramatta in New South Wales, in Toyota, that can't play? No, nah, that that's Ken Edwards. Ken he's he's he the back row they got. He, he had some troubles and got cut after 20s, went and played Q Cup for a year. Absolutely outstanding. Probably reminds me a lot of Rennie Mature, but younger, but they're not allowed to use him because of the second tier. Well, there you go. So Same thing. He's another one. I can't believe in their situation they're not allowed to give Ken Edwards a debut. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a tough school. And then the, the average player wouldn't, you know, who doesn't have Marshall from Arthur when it comes to the political side of rugby league, are going, well, come on. Yeah, let him in. Well, so, well, what is this kid? You know, this is what, this is what rugby league's about, giving a kid a, an opportunity in the top grade and watching him flourish. They're, they're taking it back off us. It's, 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 yeah. it's, someone needs to explain it or, or, or yeah, well, exactly how well, it works because the fans, um, you know, well, Gordon. Gordon had a suggestion last night on the show when they had uh, Matty John's show with G.I. there, and he said to G.I. that, like, South should ring the NRL and say they don't have a problem with, like, Luke Brooks playing, you know, even though it might affect the, the minor premiership race. Like, the best team should want to take on the best players, you know what I mean? I, 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 I listen, he's, he's, he's an authority on it. He knows exactly what he's talking about, and I couldn't agree more. If South have no drama, Reynolds has come out today and said that. Yeah, let him play. They're looking playing Brooks, so... They want to play against the best. They want to play against the best players in the comp. Yeah, it's fast. Well, while we're still in the Tigers, obviously uh, Benji Marshall played in the centres on the weekend. I don't want to give this one too much time because I don't have much time a day for the bloke for what he's done. But where's this Benji been? I know he didn't have responsibility to ball play, but it didn't mean that he didn't have to run for the whole year and hide like a pansy. But all of a sudden on the weekend, 13 carries by the 50th or 60th minute, a line break, a try assist. He made a couple of people look like fools. Where's this bloke been? Well, it's, you know you're in the wrong game when it takes a, somebody to write something in the paper about you to fire you up. Um, mm. If you need if you need motivation from the media to play like that, well, you shouldn't be in the game. Um, and that's exactly what's happened. He's he's had backlash. He's he's had you know, countless articles written about him and saying exactly what you said then, Lewis. And um, I think the final straw was when Rebecca Wilson did something on last Saturday in the Daily Telegraph about him and saying good riddance. And um, he's obviously read that and said, well, you know what, I'll show everybody. Well. We know you've got that, Benji. We know how exactly. good you are. That's, you can't do it once a year. But results... You know, where, 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 where was that for the first 23 rounds of the year when, yeah. when, we, when the Tigers needed you? That, if he plays like that for the whole year, yeah. they're in the eight. That without Luke, oh, that without Luke Brooks. That, yeah. like he's, on his day, you know, he's up there with the Englishes and the Thurstons and oh, the of the competition. He can just turn a game on its, on its head. But you take... He's just having a interesting one bit this year. You put Robbie Farah back in for the bulk of the year like he was and take Luke Brooks out of the equation. If Benji Marshall's attitude even close resembles what he did on the weekend, they're not even worried about making the eight. They're at least in the bottom half of the eight without yeah. a problem. That's yeah, my issue. It's not about watching him play these last couple of games and say, I can still do it. I'm pissed off because he's getting paid by his employer. 
he switched off some time the start of the year. He wanted a pay increase, and then he's chucked his rugby jersey around, and then he's given you one game when there's no finals on the line, yeah. when the kid yeah, comes no, in. No, and, you know. Yeah, the West Coast fans deserve more this year, and um, well, there is light at the end of the tunnel because they've got a bloke called Brooks who's going to be a star for a long time. They should lock him up after the weekend. Matty John said last night something that I thought, and he's probably leaving at the worst time because if I'm him, I'm probably looking and going, they've finally found me the halfback yeah, the that I partner. needed on the opposite side, a bit like a prince, probably. You know, a younger and a bit more physical version in many senses. Yeah, well, maybe, but... uh, maybe so. I, I always thought Benji Marsh would be a great fullback. Um, and a few people laughed at me for saying it. But well, I, he looked good on the weekend in the centres. I'm going to confirm my notion that I think he's, he overplays his hand way too much as a half. And yeah. I think that he thinks too much about three or four plays instead of just playing what's in front of him. What, what did he do on the weekend? He got the ball, you know, two or three wide. Trying in the back line when he had to. He had a few that run from dummy half. Mm. Put himself in the game early and was was in the top three or four players on the on the field. And he was uh, able to hide in defence. Yeah, exactly. And he barely got yeah. touched. He, he was he was great. He was fresh and he was bouncing around all day. Exactly. 100%. But uh, moving on from that, seventh and eighth are realistically the last two spots available on the table. Uh, plenty of teams in contention. We've got the Warriors, North Queensland, the Newcastle Knights, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Broncos. Mathematically, but who do you think MJ is going to lock up the last two spots? Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, you've got, um, what, Newcastle on, what, 25 around? I yeah, think. well, they've got to play the Broncos and Parramatta, but I'm starting yeah, to get so worried about them. them. I'll give them both then. So I'm at the eight. The Cowboys, probably the Cowboys will get that last spot. Um, you know, <laughs> unbelievably, you know, three weeks ago when they sacked their coach, they were floundering, and all of a sudden, I'd, I'd go, I'd, if I was the North Queensland Cowboys, I'd say, well, you know what, uh, we're going to keep Neil Henry as coach. Totally agree. Yep. Look, I said it was ridiculous at the coach. time. We, we, it's, you, you, you players have proven that's not the coach. He's exactly. Been the, you know, the same direction all year, and all of a sudden, when, he, when he's going, you, you, you decide to play for him. Yeah. yeah, well, I said to Brock the other day, what bothered me is I watched a lot of press conferences not too long after, and it almost seemed like when everyone goes, oh, so you're doing this for Neil, or... Is something changed that it's like, oh no, we just started to play football. It was almost like it was a planned attack, or it was there's something that hasn't been spoken because there's no reason for them to play the way they did, as I said earlier in the podcast, why he was employed. But now all of a sudden they're world beaters again. They've rolled south, they've beaten up on a couple of teams that have been in the eight and beaten them over in the year, and all of a sudden they're a threat. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, if I was the Cowboys board, I'd be saying, look, Neil, mate, sorry, made a mistake. Yeah. Is a um, it was a ridiculous yeah, decision a anyway. Game. It was ridiculous because, for me, I'm not sacking anyone until I know 100% the result of that season. So they, they, they should have waited until it was the season was done and dusted and then said, right, you're gone. Yeah. Um, I, I, even the Ferner one, to me, was a little strange. Oh, that, was, um, that was weird. I didn't tell him coming. Uh, Matt Elliott's been rumoured all year to be on the outer. He's, he's proven. You know, all coaches prove... In the end, when they get when they get a team they want, the players they want, that they can they can do things. They, now coaches don't, don't get jobs because they're mocks, you know. They coaches get jobs for reasons because they've got credibility and they've got they've they, they must have impressed in their interview. Um, and they they tell the board and the CEO what they want to hear, but then they've got to act upon it. And you got you got to be given more more than a year to do that. Not, you know, exactly. I was a little bit critical of Matty um, at the start of the year, but I think. <laughs> We're such a culture shock going in a new country, and um, I think if, uh, without trying to know what went on, I think it was trying to be trying to be too strict on the on the flamboyant Warriors. And if you just let them play their game with a bit of structure and a bit of confidence, um, I think that's the, the ingredient to make them a good team. And 
I think next year we'll probably see him up around the top four uh, because of that. But um, the Cowboys uh, one of the teams that I would like to lose. I thought it would be in the top four at the start of the year. I think most uh, league experts, so-called experts, did because yeah. of the you know Tarek Sim was coming through. They've got the front row, Australian front row, um, Palmer yeah, and, and Scott. They've got a bloke called Thurston. They've got a bloke called Bowen. Yeah. And they've got a pretty handy centre called Tate as well. So yeah. mate, on paper they're, they're They've been the top four teams in any competition, um, but they just didn't perform on the field. And uh, yeah, Neil Henry, I actually do feel sorry for in this in, in this instance. Yeah, well, I'm still sticking to my story. I know nothing's come out, but if I'm Neil Henry, I don't really want to be there <coughs> now after what I've seen. I know they're winning, but there was obviously some kind of little hold up behind the scenes there that they wanted him gone because otherwise they would have played a lot earlier for poor old Neil. But yeah, uh, I agree. Seventh and eighth for me. I'm looking at it right now. I think the Knights this week. This is pretty critical for them because uh, if the Parramatta game decides their fate on 27. I still think the Warriors in North Queensland win their last two games to push Newcastle Ooh. out. But they're going to be missing. I don't know if Willie Mason's back this week or Jeremy Smith, but if they're missing those two plus Cade Snowden, I reckon they're going to lack a bit of punch against the That's Broncos. Point. Who are the Cowboys got last I didn't think of... Yeah, Mason's out. He's been out. He's, he's been a loss for them. Uh, he's, he's had a great year. Um, Jeremy Smith, well, he's just a... You know what you can with him. He's an enforcer. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cade Snowden's probably his best year since being up at... Newcastle, he's starting to, uh, you know, back to a bit of form of where he was playing at the Sharks. But, yeah, um, plenty of 200-metre games and 40 tackle counts. He's really lifted yeah, his, yeah, lifted his great, rate back. You know, it's, it's, you know, the top eight, we always speak about it come this year, oh, should we have a top five or top, yeah. top eight rewards mediocrity? But, yeah, because the, uh, the punters are interested, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we look at North well, I think, Queensland. I think the Cowboys get beat this week by the Sharks. They get beat by the Sharks. Yeah. And, and I, I, think they, I think they win Is the week after. Park? Yeah, it's at Shark Park. Park. It's at Silverwater yeah, Prison. Yeah, that could be the that could be the demise, and they've got to win every game. They win every game from the Perth game, and that was three games ago. So, well, the quality yeah. of what I've seen so far, I think they beat the Sharks. They've shown no mercy to anyone. It's going to be a played. cracker game. My favourite uh, thing about the weekend against Newcastle was more that ruthless nature in the niggle. Kane Lynette rubbed up Dane Gagai in the wrong way and rubbed up a lot of them. Yeah. They were giving it on the weekend, like a top four team, like a title contender, like they should have been from the start of the year. So I think it's going to be an epic clash this weekend. I'm thinking I'm thinking Warriors Knights. I well, must admit, I think the Knights will scrape him by that point. Well, the Warriors, I've said all along, and the rest, unless the ca- well, the Cowboys have to win this. The next two, they have to, but the Warriors were their own worst. So the Warriors, because they had the best draw. They fumbled on a few steps, but they finished with the Raiders, who just looked a shamble on the weekend, and then they get St George last. So yeah. the War mm. the Warriors' fate is in their own hands. They should be in one of those last two spots, but North Queensland and Newcastle potentially both could have a loss this weekend. One to the Broncos without three key forwards. And the Sharks, obviously, if they bring that performance they gave against the Roosters, will give the Cowboys some trouble. Mm. Well, I mean, the Sharkies will be battered after the Monday Night's game. Well, that's my feeling. Is it, is it a short turnaround? Do they play? I think it's a Sunday. 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 Um, Sunday. Whatever. That, that, that game last night, yeah. on Monday night, we've taken a hell of a lot out of the Sharks, and the Cowboys would have been watching going. They were cruising. Keep bashing, keep bashing, keep bashing. Yeah. Keep bashing. But I think also, mate, if, um, if Melbourne beat Manly the night before, the Sharks are suddenly open to a top four spot. Wow. Yeah. So that, that also could be a different wow. sort of stroke you could play if you're Shane Flanagan. So, um, it's just, yeah, well, every day is a new day. Yeah? And every every day throws something something else up, particularly, um, you, you know, in these last um, 16 games we've got ahead of us. Um, it's going to ebb and flow. And we'll probably look back on this in two weeks and go across real knuckleheads because we'll probably be wrong. And, yeah, exactly. The you know, will be in the eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said the Warriors. <laughs> Times will be in the eight. Hey, hey, hey. 
Well, I'll tell you what, if they're going to earn their spot, no, they're definitely going to have to earn it. I think they've got yeah. Manly and the Bulldogs to finish the year. So yeah, Doggies this week, Manly the week after. I think they get yeah, the dogs, at, they they get the dogs at a great time. They've they, they had a great year. They've overachieved big time. Um, and I think that with uh, a couple of young juniors coming through um, and a couple of uh, recruitments, you know, obviously Wallace and... Everyone's saying Wallace and um, Jamie Stowe, where are you going to put them next year? Well, that's up to the coaching staff who have, you know, who have done a good job this year with Isaac John and, and Walsh. Who, who so look, Walsh could have, you know, just said, "Stuck is, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here next year." I'm, you know, I can just yeah. go through the motions, get paid. But he's got a real dig, you know. He's he's grown in my estimations, Luke Walsh. My main thing. Most other, a lot of other blokes. Well, Jamie Stowe did with the Dragons. You know, he, he just said, "Stuck here, I'm going." And, um, but Luke Walsh has hung around, and he's, and he's, and he's on, the crust, on the cusp of getting his team to the top eight, which was unthinkable, you know, 12 weeks, weeks ago. Yeah, well, he seemed to just struggle all the time with the pressure of being the halfback. It seemed as soon as though they told him he was on his way out and he signed with St. Helens that we've seen the best of him because the pressure's yeah. been off. He's just been playing every week, knowing yeah. that uh, he's heading off at the end of the year and there's no pressure. So it's, I was actually quite disappointed to see the brand of football he has played this year without being under the pump, but... At the same time, that, that's a real first grader. You have to deal with uh, the baggage that comes and the criticism, and obviously he struggled with that the last couple of years, so they've made the decision to move him on. 100% boys, I love, uh, I love you and leave you. I'll, I'll give you one last little bit of um, best luck for the weekend. I know you boys have got a, a team in a, a grand final on Sunday at, at uh, Senegal Stadium. Um, good luck with that, and remember, uh, it's never the fifth and last. Exactly, great times, and I've got two more for you. Just quick points to leave: okay. Storm versus Manly. The, Storm versus <laughs> Storm versus Manly, mate. Who wins? Uh, where's it played? Where's it played? Brookvale. Uh, Manly. And last but not least, last round: If Souths and the Roosters are equal on points and playing for the minor premiership, two points I want to make. Do they rest players like Melbourne probably will if they've got third or fourth locked up, or do they go hammer and tong for the minor premiership and who wins? You go here in Tong and South Wind. South Wind, the minor premiership. Cool. Well, there you go, yeah. everyone. You've heard that from MG, the Wild Panther himself. You can catch him <laughs> 6 to 9 on 104.9 Triple M, the grill team. Thanks a lot, big fella, as always. Anytime, boys. Cheers, brother. No worries, mate. Take it easy. Thanks, fellas. I'll talk to you later in the week about Saturday. You no will. Worries, mate. Have a good one. See you, boys. See you, mate. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends. Now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and legends. Alrighty, jumping into the reviews of the matches from the weekend. Kicking off on Friday night, Penrith versus the Broncos, 28-12. to The Pennies kept their season alive at home, and uh, half-time it was 12-all. Looked like a pretty close game, but second half, Penrith ran away with it, got away with it, 28-12. to Seguiaro show this one. Um, got a triple, uh, and Penrith, yeah, they stay alive. Um, I really thought coming well, before this match that the loser um, would be gone, and... My opinion on that hasn't changed. I can't see the Broncos making the eight from uh, here on in. Now, the Broncos have two home games left, but two decent opponents to go. They've got to play the Knights and the Bulldogs. I can't see them winning both of those, which is what they need. If you can't beat Penrith, um, and that's not taking anything away from Penrith, but if you're desperate and you're on your game, 
Um, you should get the job done. And you're going to make it. Yeah, Penrith is a side you should beat, especially with their current predicament with their roster. Mm. Um, but another great performance by the Pennies. And obviously from the Panthers' situation, they've got two very hard games to finish the year against the Bulldogs and the Manly Seagulls. Therefore, we left their run a little bit too late. They need both wins, but I can't see it happening. Well, I'll tell you what, win this week. Um, you know, uh, the Dogs have got a lot of players out. Um, it would make for interesting watching. But out, of, out, of the Manly, out of Manly and Melbourne, whoever loses is going to be fighting against the Sharks if they win this week. So if it come down to that, yeah, I don't see either of them. Yeah, I, I just I'd love to see them get that far. Get like knock the Bulldogs off this week and turn the last round into a real um, dogfight. It'd be great to see. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good game to watch. It was a high standard game to me. It was uh, thirty-two of thirty-six and twenty-nine of thirty-three. Yeah, you can start to see that it's that time of the year. But on top of that, I thought they really both moved the football around and showed that desperation that you need to show if you want to be in the finals. Yeah. So uh, I quite enjoyed it. But eight line breaks to two was in the pennies' favour. They were a lot more effective in attack. And in the end, realistically, all it come down to was two times where they fell asleep on James Seguiara. Yep. It, was, it was a dead-even game besides the couple of penny goals they got at the end. But two times uh, they forgot about James Seguiara and those two tries realistically were the difference in the end of the day and he finished with a hat-trick. How could you forget about him twice? Mate, on your tip sheet, every time during the line, it doesn't matter how hard you've got to work to get on the outside, but you have to stay in the middle until James Seguiara has released the ball. Yeah. And uh, they failed to do that. Biggest thing for me with the Broncos is probably once Hodges gone, he was their crutch to lean on and now it showed on the weekend again that uh, Matt Gillette's now their crutch to lean on. Yeah. Everything that was good came from Matt Gillette's edge. Corey Oates, the young fella, did a good job finishing off both those tries. But at the end of the day, same story. Parker, Friday, Gillette, these guys, they all did their job, but they're not getting enough out of their halves or their backs. Well, there's a case here for, uh, and you know, this is going a little bit off topic, but why do we have a top eight? What, like the teams that make the top eight, some of them are going to have a losing record. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, well, I guess it's part of the TV it's revenue, it's it's TV, mediocrity, it's and, everything, yeah. and whatever. But. Um, to think that Brisbane is still a chance of making the eight is ridiculous. They've had a terrible year. They're gone. But Penrith, what about the go forward? Grant, Mossy, Missoy, McKendry, I thought they were all outstanding. Mm. Obviously, our Seguiara capped off on the back of that with the triple. But Walsh and John created it, got him around the park. And uh, I think Faro, probably the most underrated buy of the year. Along, you know, like there's been a lot of good buys, but I think Dean Faro's been one of the most unappreciated buys of the year. He's been yeah, close he's to one of, one of my favourite centres. He's been ridiculous. He's fed good. Dave Simmons all year. Oh, he's fed um, everyone. And he's, uh, defensively, defensively, he's been great. So, uh, yeah, cap that one off. We'll leave that one behind. Brisbane, pretty simple. They lean on Gillette. Their forwards do all the work, but not enough from the backs. I thought Oates, Gillette and Parker were good. Uh, the Penny, Seguiaro, Mossy, the Harves, even Cootie. Cootie's been really good since he's come back. So uh, roll the dice this week. They're away to the Bulldogs. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. I don't see them getting the job done, but I really would like them to. Uh, Broncos at home against the Knights. This one's a toss of the coin because they're going to be missing Smith, Snowden and Mason. But I still can't see the Broncos making the finals. The other Friday night game was an absolute cracker as well. South Sydney, 28 over the Bulldogs, 20. Uh, 14-6, half-time, 28-20. Full-time, the goal-kicking proved to be the difference. They both scored four tries, and the completion rates uh, for South Sydney were finals, like 32 of 36, but the Bulldogs, way too many errors. They were 23 from 33. I thought they looked like they were in it the whole game, and that's surprising without... Uh, the likes of Barber and Cassiano, but Souths really need to get a ruthless streak back. They had a couple of chances there to put it to bed, and they kept letting the Bulldogs back in. Well, I don't know what to make of this. Do uh, Souths like to play with their dinner before they eat it? Um, or were the Bulldogs good? Now, uh, if you buy into the the uh, notion that the Bulldogs were good, I, I mean, it only looks positive for them because they're going to get Barber back, they're going to get Cassiano back, uh, they're going to get uh, Greg Eastwood back. So positive signs for them. 
uh, particularly to think that the game was sort of it was gone, it looked gone with ten to, or ten or fifteen to go, and the dogs made a resurgence. And with probably three or four minutes to go, I thought they were going to win the game or at least get at the golden point. Yeah. Um, but you know, a, a Josh Reynolds shoulder charge at a crucial time that piggybacked them down the field, um, which then led to South getting another penalty and and icing the game um, late with a penalty. But it all uh, stemmed from that Josh Reynolds shoulder charge. Uh, for me, I think South. South have got more weapons than the dogs at the moment on the field, and um, that showed some of the the ways that South constructed their tries. Um, if you go back and watch the the replay, particularly um, the Dylan Farrell try to start with, um, yeah, really nice piece of play. Um, and there were just other little things, little uh, touches of class from Reynolds and Sutton. They've, they've come a long way since his time last year. Um, and I really fancy him to, w- to win the competition or at least make the grand final. Well, this is my main point coming out of it, is that they obviously look a lot better now that they've put their spine back together after the couple of losses. Yeah. It's things like having Greg Ingus back in play, having John Sutton back in there to help Reynolds and Luke that get you over the line in games like this with a side probably missing one or two of their better players. But regardless, when you've got a, a solid spine and you go under pressure, uh, it always seems to come to fruition. And all those players were a key in getting them across the line. But... Uh, for the Dogs, like I said, if they get those two back and they play similar to the way they did, there was a lot of the passion, a lot of fight in that game, I think they can be a contender. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's obviously going to be tough. They can't, they're can't. they not going to finish top four. Um, well, he's got the sneeze. Got the sneeze, haven't um, But, yeah, I, I mean, if they can string four four weeks of that sort of footy together, um, they're going to put themselves in the, in, the, in the frame anyway. Well, they really need to... I know it's almost finals, but they need to vary something because I can't keep watching James Graham almost play halfback for them and rely on him and Tolman to do all the dirty work in the ruck. Everything seems to start from them and Michael Innes. There's not enough going on yeah. on the edges. Well, they're missing Cassiano. Well, they're missing Barber. You can't have Pritchard and Tony Williams in the side, even though they're going to be losing him, and not utilise those weapons. I think they don't play to their edges enough. They're too busy constantly trying to pound the rock one out yeah. with such a basic game plan when they've got some tools on the edges. But uh, GI, two try assists, the line break. I thought Tom and George, both the twins. Tom starting 160 metres. He's really impressed me, so... Scary thought they get Sam back this week. He might have a four-piece of Pommy Power. Mm. And uh, I thought Bryson Goodwin and uh, Reynolds were both very good. But on the dog side of things, I think Lafayette's still underappreciated. I really do hope he goes to another club if they're not willing to tie him up. Mm. He needs to be playing regular first grade. Uh, Graham, Tolman, and obviously Morris. But an interesting point, he didn't use Martin Tapio and he barely gave any time to Brown. You need to utilise all 17 players in a game like this against South. Yeah. You can't be using 15. So South this week, they're playing the Tigers. Yeah, uh, we don't know whether Luke Brooks is playing or not. I hope he is, but otherwise, you think yeah. they're, you think they're going to mop the floor with him? Yeah. And uh, the Dogs and the Panthers already mentioned that one before. I can see this one being a pretty good game. It's going to be very competitive. I think even with Brooks in, they'll mop the floor with the Tigers. I still think so too. But I think uh, Brooks gives them a lot more direction and structure than what they've had mm. going around. But All right, we're on to Brooksy Saturday night, so, oh, Saturday afternoon. Sorry, SCG. Very nostalgic. Quite enjoyed it. Haven't been there since we went to the hundred years game centenary test. And I've seen that amazing try of Greenwood through the ball over the head. But uh, Luke Brooks, what a stage to announce yourself on. Mm. Probably an appropriate kind of, almost a symbol, I think, we might see in 10 or 12 years' time once he retires of a, a player coming in on such an occasion or a day to lay down a performance like he did. Yeah, it was uh, everything was made for him, wasn't it, on the day? Um, SCG, and, um, a, a traditional rival and a club that's been struggling. And um, Make no mistake about it, the Tigers were $3.25 outsiders in this game. They weren't expected to go anywhere near the Dragons. and um, I thought almost single-handedly uh, he really put them in the frame. Um, the other guy I want to give a rap to, who I've been big on for probably the last you know six to eight weeks, is Tim Simona. 
Um, ever That's since that, that game against Melbourne where they rolled him at Leichhardt um, and he scored a couple of runaway tries there. Um, he also scored a, a really big try from down here at Penrith one day there to, to beat the Panthers. Uh, I think in a back line that hasn't got great service, he's been awesome this year. Yeah. Um, he's got speed to burn. I can only see him getting better. Well, like I told um, you before. Benji, well, Benji Marshall, we addressed this with MG. But yeah, Burns. Man, where's this form been? Um, and the Dragons, well... You know, Where's seven days earlier, the they, mate, yeah. they they were very unlucky to get beaten by the Sharks. Maybe it was a hangover from that game because it was a heartbreaking loss. But, man, they were a different side. Well, they had all the running earlier. They got the try straight away. Yeah. And then they were down 22-6 at half time. And then the next thing you know, it was 22-18. Yeah. And uh, that was the end of the game. The, the Tigers grabbed two late tries and put it to bed. But, as we said, Luke Brooks in particular, we want to highlight. He sent one up off the pass, one off the kick. He scored one, making a second effort after a ball hit the ground with a dummy. He took the line on. He copped 26 tackles from Bronson Harrison and Lee Snarmow charging at him all day. Mm. And he got three repeat sets. So like we said, it's one thing for a half to come in and announce themselves, but it's another thing to display just about every tool possible, uh, you know, available to a young halfback or things you want to work on. I didn't see too many weaknesses in the young man's game. And the scary thing is, obviously, 18 years old, he's got plenty of time to learn and improve and obviously physically get better. Yeah. Well, I think the best thing for the Tigers is, is that he probably won't play another game of NRL this year. Yeah. Um, and, and that'll only give opposition coaches uh, that one game to look at to try and pick him apart. Yeah, you won't get much out of playing the Dragons. Exactly. So. Um, I, I think it might be a strategic move more so for Potter to, to put him back mm. um, because obviously they play... Uh, who do they play this week? We did just say it. They've got a South. tough game. Sorry, they've got Souths. Um, and then they've got the Cowboys last round. So... Um, you know, there are two games that he, he may get exposed in, um, which would then lead to coaches having a little bit to go off next season. So, um, especially once he gets another pre or full preseason in with first grade, um, he's going to be quite the player um, and, and someone that they can hang their hat on. Like, good riddance, Benji Marshall. Now, after all, that, all I've got to say is they ha- I'm glad that they've said that they're going to back Potter because after all the kids that he's blooded, you know, yeah. the wine he grabbed a try, the hooker, Sirenin showed his power and his future in the back row, Tim Simona. David Nofaluma, Tedesco followed Brooks around like a bad smell on the weekend, which we saw the best of him. Well, didn't uh, he look a different young Nathan, decent half? Yeah, well, young Nathan Brown come on and almost punched the lights out of Matt Pryor. Yeah, that was good. Ava seems like a fun guy. E.G. Sam had a fun guy. He's been pretty good, and on the weekend, him and Galloway both steamed in for 160 and 100 metres respectively, but to almost blood about 10 players... Averaging the age of eighteen to twenty-one, yeah, you have to give him the chance next year yeah. to go with what he's done. He's yeah. he's endured the pain. Benji Marshall's getting moved on. He's going to have his own money finally to spend next year too, yeah. along with Robbie Farrell and these young kids. Leave Mick Potter there. Let him run with these kids and let him make a couple of signings next year, and then judge him in his third year. Unless unless next year is a terrible year again, I don't think they've got the the nous to get rid of him. No, he has to see out next year with these kids, and they have to let him spend some money. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, on the Dragon side of things, Chase Stanley. For a bloke who's had a couple of knee reconstructions, I think he's been highly underrated this year. He's been a great performer for them regardless of the situation. A couple of line breaks and a try. I uh, thought Vito and Runciman's edge wasn't too bad. And Ben Cray in the front row, reborn, 190 metres and a pie. Yeah. He looks pretty good in the middle because he was getting pretty stale on the edge. He doesn't run uh, too many different lines or options, but in the centre he gets out of the ad line and chews up the metres, so... Uh, as we've said before, for them, it's just about next year. They've got a lot of recruits coming in, so we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen on that front. But they play Parramatta this week, wow. so you'd have to think that the Dragons are finally going to get a win. But uh, I wouldn't be resting my hat on either of those sides. It's the, it's the Monday night game, so uh, when you get home from work and think you're excited for Monday night football, 
Uh, you've got to hang your hat on that, unfortunately. Mm. Got the other Saturday night game, the Warriors and the Titans. This one obviously was in the Titans' favour for a bit there. 16-6, finished 16-10 at halftime. They let a late try in, and they got rolled 24-22 full-time. But uh, started off without Burn, without Zilman. They got Kelly back. They've been in and out with uh, injury problems this year. But early try to James kicked it off. Uh, you know, Mini's 200, 150th game, sorry. Looked like he was all fired up, got concussed early, went off, so they lost a player immediately. Block-block uh, play to Nielsen early on. They equalised at 6-all. Mead gave one back to James, got a double. He's been in absolute outstanding form at the back end of this year. But Well, both Mead and James. Yeah, um, probably exactly. the best two players for the last probably month for the Titans. Um, but this one for me, I, I mean, it's probably last more last week than I'm angry about that Cartwright brought Zillman straight back in and sacked yeah, the whole Mead put situation. Mead. Zillman then gets busted again, doesn't play in this game. Um, ridiculous. So I, I think it was um, a really dumb move. But, yeah, Mead should have um, been the centers or on the wing. Should've. No, um, Zillman should have been, yeah. Yeah, sorry, that's what yeah. I was getting at. Out of yeah. the way to leave Mead until he messed just up. Just leave the he side as the experiment. Um, but, it's um, not like he lost anyone. But, uh, no. Yeah, it, it, uh, David Mead was, was probably... Uh, the player on the field that I felt most uh, confident about in, in terms of scoring points, and Ryan James as well. Um, but oh, I didn't think Aiden Caesar or Albert Kelly really took control of this game at any point. Nah. Um, I thought Sean Johnson uh, was probably the difference. He just steered them, steered them round. I thought Nathan Friend was much better than I the Titans. Lock as well. Kevin, Lock. Kevin Lock had a great game on kick return. Um, yeah, they they deserve their win, the Warriors. Um, I guess the only real issue in this game was the. Um, was the kick at the end. I do think it was a kick. Yes, I'm a Titans fan, but um, I'd like to think I'm pretty black and white on these things. In the reverse situation, I would have saw the Warriors' point of view and I you know, wouldn't have been blowing up if, if it was a, a conversion kick to them. But the rules are the rules, and he, he led with his feet and he did cop him in the face. I think Kevin Gordon played it. Yes, yeah, sure, but the rule, there's no way that that's the rules kick do say that have knocked if, you out. Yeah, well, the, the rules do say, though, if you do slide in like that, Billy Slater is probably the one who started the whole thing. If you do go on with your legs lead, not that regardless of contact, yeah. you've got intent, there will be a penalty. And for Titans uh, fans out there blowing up, that's not to say we would have won the game no. because it wasn't a try. Point. It would have maybe gone to golden point if you kicked it. Yeah. Um, and, and it was no by no means an easy easy shot at goal. No. And, then you, and then you're putting all your uh, balls in the lottery machine in golden point. Well, the moment for me that made me think they weren't going to get the job done, at 16-6, that awesome try that Johnson... And Locke set up to put Ropo over just before half time. Well, come off a dumb error. And then five minutes into the second half, Conrad Hurrell went into beast mode, knocked six blokes over and ran 60 Scored, metres yeah. to score at the post. When he got that try... The 10-minute period, wasn't it? Yeah, in the manner he got that, I just thought, you know, this is probably going to end bad. And then they had another great try on that edge again, Mentoring to Friend, to Johnson, to Rapati. They grabbed another one, which... Yeah. For the Titans even to come back, it was, a, it was a, a good effort. Yeah, it was a good effort, but really what sealed your fate, like you said, Kelly wasn't that great, and then he gave away the penalty that uh, mm. led to the penalty goal. How he ever thought he was onside, or that was a smart play? Well, I thought he was closer than what he was when I watched it live. Like, he was probably half a metre offside, um, but when I watched it live, I thought, Christ, he's five metres offside. Well, but, I, look, um, I was a little more touch and go, but the thing that annoys me with that is that, you know, for... Probably every Titans player was half a set. Ah, oh, sorry, half a meter offside throughout that set, and he hasn't pinned him. But because he runs up and um, and grabs it and intercepts it and goes the length, they pull it back. So mm. 
Um, well, what are you going to do? The Titans need to win both their games, and they don't have an easy task. Well, this this week's their grand final. We said that the Roosters needed a loss before the finals. They've got it. This will mm. probably reinvigorate them, unfortunately, for your mob, but they're away to the Roosters in Sydney. And uh, poor old Canberra, they go over to New Zealand to play the Warriors, whose fate's in their own hands. They couldn't get two better games to finish the year to get them in. They've well, got The Titans have won their last two in Sydney against the Roosters, so there is some sort of uh, hope, but not much. Yeah, well, so uh, the Warriors will, yeah, I think the Warriors will beat Canberra. Um, but I don't think it'll be as easy as they as they think it will be. And I mean, last time they played in New Zealand in a game that we thought they would win against Penrith, they got rolled. So um, hopefully that taught them a lesson and uh, they turn up ready to go. Yeah, yeah, so their last chance, so they've got no more second guesses no. here. But Ryan James, I thought was outstanding. Nate Miles, David Mead, as you've said. And uh, on the Warriors side of things, Elijah Taylor and Friend, both 47 tackles apiece. Conrad Hurrell, 230 metres. A couple of line breaks, ridiculous. Lock and Johnson and the front row of Rapier and Matagi. I'm a big fan of Matagi. Oh, man, it was frustrating me that we kept kicking it to him. He's a beast. They kept kicking it to him and getting oh. bowled over like 10 pins. The I'm bloke's like, been in, to someone else. The bloke's been in prison. He's got no fear and he's showing <laughs> that every week. He is an absolute nutcase. But yeah. uh, Saturday night, the last game, and the one that I was pretty most impressed with was the Cowboys' 26-6 disposal of Newcastle Knights, and there's only two words I can kind of think of to describe this, and that's clinical and ruthless. Mm, well, I, I was all over the Knights. I thought the Knights would win this, and I'm happy to eat humble pie. They were uh, they stunk the Knights, and Cowboys were sensation. Mm. Um, a really good performance, 14-0 at halftime, um, and, yeah, the Knights never really looked like they were going to come back. Yeah, well, even, you know, it was even in all statistics as well, penalties, errors, line breaks, but repeat sets, uh, the pressure was built by the Cowboys, Early runaway try to Alugula on his uh, debut. He's seen pointing the sky to his teammate, Alex Elisala. He looked all right, the kid. He uh, he's lightning. I played him in the 20s at fullback. He's put on a bit of weight, but he still moves like the wind. You expect plenty more of that. But uh, then Bowen punched straight through right after that, give the ball to, to Tate. They get the penalty goal to make it 14 zip at half time. I was just blown away. They, they were ruthless in all aspects. All the yardage was down the other end. It looked like Jared Mullen. All he was doing was trying to kick them back into territory, and they just couldn't do it. Well, I thought defensively they've really impressed me lately. Yeah, the Cowboys. They've impressed me defensively. And, uh, you know, it's only conceded six points. Yeah, um, Real positive sign against a side who really gave Melbourne some trouble at home last week. But just proves that point. Like, you and Gossip said it um, when you were tipping last week that just how badly they stink away from home. Pretty it's, much. It's a strange, strange one for me. I mean, Newcastle sides traditionally have always travelled well. Yeah, well, not this um, one, that's for sure. No, it's it's a bit of an enigma. It's similar to the Canberra situation uh, was the last year where they they just couldn't win away. No, um, and they're doing the same this year. They won, yeah. got their 12 up in a row at home and then got crunched by Melbourne, but all their away games seem to be just almost a guaranteed loss. But yeah. Second half, they got an early try through Boyd. Uh, you kind of thought maybe we might get a bit of a contest, but... There was a break not long after, and that Cowboys D again. They held off Uwada and Gay Guy after an amazing break. Next set, they take up the other end of the field. The Broncos set up another great try with Bowen flicking that ball onto Tate, who gives a. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Luglery second on debut. 
18-6, and then Snowden, obviously, later in the game. That shoulder charge, poor old Ray Thompson had already passed the ball, wasn't looking, wasn't braced for it, and ended up with a broken jaw, and that's now going to see Cade Snowden. He took the guilty play today, sit out for seven weeks. Yeah, interesting situation. Uh, Wayne Bennett made a great point in a press conference I watched um, you know, only an hour ago, that why do players get punished for uh, for trying to defend themselves at judiciary? Yeah, pretty much. Because he said that you know we've got evidence. We feel as though it was only collision. He didn't you know whether whether we agree with that or not. Yeah. Um, I do think Snowden um, intended to make contact with him with the shoulder. I, I don't did. know whether he meant to hit him in the head. No. But when you go in, you need to deal with the consequences like of we that said tackle. At the end, regardless of the intent or the contact or the speed or the velocity, everything he tried to do at the end. His body language wasn't showing that absolute savage nature, but he still followed through after he'd passed it, after yeah. he slipped. It all ended badly, and it just shows you in the end, just don't shoulder charge. But I think it's a good point. Um, why do you get uh, penalised for going to judiciary and defending the charge? I mean, uh, if, if he got charged with seven weeks, fair enough. Um, you know, he then cops it on the chin. Maybe give him a deduction. Maybe give him a weak deduction for taking an early guilty plea yeah. rather than saying Seven if you nine, go, yeah. you're going to get nine. Maybe it's just to create less work for the guys at the judiciary. But, yeah, well, that's the way I'm um, looking at it. But uh, after he was sent off, Louis grabbed a soft try, 2066 with a penny goal. Uh, I'm worried about Newcastle. No Smith, no Mason, no Snowden. They're starting to lose no, their sculpture. Scott, Scott out as well? No, he's got a torn tendon in his foot. He's still playing on with ejections, but he's a 50-50. So they're almost lost yeah. all their grunt. They're, they're really hanging on by a thread. Oh, if, I think they're gone. If results go the way of North Queensland getting the win this week over the Sharks and winning their last two and the Warriors winning their last two, North Queensland won't be playing finals football. So, no, Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, mate, look, even if they do fall in, uh, you know, and the Warriors get in and, you know, the Dogs are in and then you've got the top four and you've got the Sharks. They're not in that league. No. Um, and and not, not because they they don't have the roster for it. Well, Just I as you said, Cowboys. away from home, they're going to have to play away from home unless they land in six, which which is highly no, unlikely. No. Um, they're going to have to play away from home. They'll get beat. They'll be out first week. Pretty so. simple. The Cowboys are a biggest threat. I want the, Cowboy, than the Cowboys, I want the Cowboys in because yeah. I think they can roll whoever there's fifth or sixth, whoever they have oh, to play. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, Gay Guy and Uada, I thought they were both very good. The forwards were average, like I said. They really got roughed up. And Mullen, his kicking game was pretty good, but the poor bastard, he was constantly kicking for territory. They didn't do him any favours on the day. Yeah. Oh, I thought Tyron Roberts was fairly ordinary as well. Yeah, well, what do you do when there's no go forward, though? Yeah, but, I mean, you want your half to, just to kick get you out of trouble and um, steer your side around the park. I, I didn't really rate his performance. No, nah, they just kicked all day. But uh, Bowen, two assists, back to his sneaky best. The Lugo and Tate looked good on that edge together. Lynette was just touching everyone up in D and giving it. Uh, Thurston and Louis looked good again, and Tarmow laid the platform. He had a massive game with almost 200 metres. So. They're a side with a lot of momentum, the Cowboys, yep. but like we saw with the uh, the Warriors earlier in the year, momentum doesn't always um, last for that long. No, well, they've got to play the Sharks away this weekend, so no better test after the results they got game. last week, and the Knights will play the Broncos at Suncorp. This is a bit of a 50-50. They're missing Hodges, and they're missing a couple of Fords. So yeah. Futures, uh, their, not their careers, but their finals hopes are on the line, so we'll wait and see how that plays out, but... Sunday kicked off with Manly going down to Canberra. The bounce back factor didn't exist for once. Mm. Uh, they the were sacking the coach factor, didn't they? Twenty four nil at one point. They were absolutely disgusting. They grabbed a late try through Shandarell. Second half they stuck their nose in there a few times. They got one more try after Steve Maddow got put in the bin, but didn't capitalise on that enough. Anthony Milford laid on showed again why he's such a freak. That try was just absolutely ridiculous. But thirty six twenty two full time. The Raiders have got nothing to complain about. Uh, they won the penalty count 9-4. They had everything pretty much in their favour in that regard. Uh, they made critical errors. 
They had no punch going forward, and that's my big gripe right now, that their two youngest players in the forward pack, in Josh Papali and Paul Vaughan, who are both only 22 and 21 years of age, were the only two guys over 100 metres, and internationals or bigger names that have played a lot of games in David Shillington, Brent White and Dane Tills couldn't manage to make more than 60. Mm. So why, why is a 21-year-old coming off the bench and making 120 metres in about half a game? And I bet you they were the blokes in North Inferno. Well, that's, that's what I'm looking at right now, I saying, well, we all talked at their big forward pack for a while, but they're two young blokes, and like I said, one Vaughan being off the bench, she's making double the metres of a starting Australian front rower who was playing for Queensland in game one this year. Yeah, I'll tell you the one for me out of this game, Peter Hicku. What a weapon. He's outstanding. Yeah, I really liked him, and I don't know why um, Tooth just punts him in the New South Wales Cup when Stewart is in there. I, I think he, I'd have him on the bench come finals time. Using him in what regard, just, though? I don't know. He's too good of a player not to be in the well, side. I will give one thing. I think David Williams has been really good since he's been back in. Yeah, I wouldn't throw him on a wing. I'd throw him a lock. He's doing what you'd want again. When early days, he made a couple of line breaks on the weekend. Their whole back line's too good to touch. But, um, I mean, we, we're I, always going I, on about their bench and how boring their bench. Well, what about George Rose? I, I'd have well, him instead of George Rose. Jamie Bure is my, my bench ex-factor. He's been good since he started getting minutes again. But yeah. the one for me, and I said this earlier. Who else they got? Fioso. My big no, problem. Fioso's my big problem with Brett Stewart is what I said here before. The money they paid for Brett Stewart, it was absolutely ridiculous. Mm. He's stayed for something like seven or 800 And I look at a guy like Hickel and think, I would have been happy to part ways with Brett Stewart for a young bloke like Hiku with the price I paid yeah. and they would have had money left to probably buy better players to have a better 17 or top 25 yeah sorry they've, on the bench they've got Lawrence Foe so Bura Lawrence and then they've starts. got Hassan Lawrence is a starter with Brent Kite usually okay sorry well George Rose George Rose Jamie Foe so Bura Gower and Hassan well they're, they're their usual options yeah so if you well, ahead of Gower and Hassan I'd have Hiku on 13 I'm just throwing just it out just them. wherever Play him as that X Factor. If you wanted to, I suppose you could, but I just more look at him and think he, he went to a club where he has had a couple of opportunities while he's had injuries, but I look at him and just think, uh, you know, I, if I'm him, I don't know how long that contract is. I think it was a two-year deal. I'd be definitely looking to get myself to a club where I'm playing full-time because I think he's too good to be sitting behind Brett Stewart. Yeah, he is. And somehow they managed to agree. I'm not saying Brett Stewart's not a good player, but four years at close to 700000 So four years including this year? or It only just got sorted out this year. So so he's got three more years. You're talking about a player who's had two knee recos in the same leg, constantly has hamstring and back problems, and then you've got a kid like that. I'm not arguing with it. And that, that money could have gone to a couple other players being a better squad. So that's just my point of view. I'm not yeah, a manly I, fan. I agree. Everyone gets personal attachment, but put your black and white goggles on for a minute. If I'm an operator, that's not smart business in my eyes to sign a 29-year-old who's about to turn 30 with those issues who constantly needs to sit out games. Yeah. And Hiku's not going to sit there and shadow him for the next couple of years. Well, you wouldn't think Hiku's so. Hiku's either going to get a decent deal and take his spot like in the next couple of years, or when his deal expires, probably end of next year, he's going to take off. Mm. But if he did stay, I'd be very surprised. I'd want first grade football from Peter Hickey. Well, what do you make of this game? What do you take out of it? Manly, um, a decent performance. They probably played well in patches, but yeah, more Canberra just wakey wakey hands off snaky. You can't well, you can't Ferguson, give up a twenty four zip lead. Ferguson not there again, so that further throws well, fire. That situation. Let's let's talk about that situation. Well, what do you do there if you Canberra? Well, they don't have a choice now. I'll now, tell you now, what I'd be doing if I was Canberra. I'd be punting him. They fired Ferner, so it doesn't matter. They don't have a choice. He had a clause saying that if Ferner was gone, he's gone. So. Well, I'd, I'd get in before he, he does. Yeah, well, 
that, that's well, the situation. plenty of opportunities. But the difference is they want compensation this time, and there's talk that this may be the case with all the talking going on with Ray Lane Castle from the Bulldogs and the Barber situation. So, yeah. looking at it, I'm holding on to him for that situation. If he is going to leave on a deal that he just signed, and he's played rep football for me, I want yeah. something in return. Yeah, I'm not right. cutting another player like Dugan, like Carney, so on and so forth. Or the, the Milford one, like I said, I'm happy with because he's got he's legit reasoning. But yeah, but he's got legit reasoning. So yeah, they do. I'm, I'm fine, fine with that. You can be angry about it, but I'm fine. I'm not angry about no, it. No, I'm saying fans. Yeah, they can yeah. be angry, but it, it, there's justifiable reasons. Yeah. So in in this situation, but I, I think that uh, whoever um, wherever Milford goes, and it, you still know, should get something. I think they should have to trade a player out. Yeah, well, I was with you. I thought similar deal with the Hoffman situation, or a couple of kids, or. Money, they should have to say, all right. And then again, people would say, then, well, if you're one of the guys that settled in Brisbane, you shouldn't have to then move down to Canberra. What if you're one of the, a squad um, player or two? Or it'd someone. be different if you said, right, we'll give you these three kids who are good and they want to come down for a first grade crack. That'd be different. But yeah, well, difficult situation. Restraint of trade with the rugby league, rugby league players association is what would stop things like that happening as far as trades and drafts. That's yeah. why the drafts never got off the ground because of the players association. Well, sure. So. Uh, in that situation, I just look at this. Robinson wasn't bad. Milford again showed his quality: 180 metres, 40, 20, and assist and a try. Vaughan, Thompson, Vaughan, all the younger guys. Thompson's leaving, so that leaves Vaughan and Papali, the two young bucks. But I just thought that the Ford pack, all those big experienced names. Where were you? Mm. There was no punch. There was no go forward. They've still got no hooker. Uh, there's a lot of problems at Canberra. Amen. And Manly, George Defoe. I love this bloke. He whacked everything that came out to his edge. He scored a great try. His dummy half-work's ridiculous. Uh, Foreign and Cherry Evans, what do you say? You don't need to say any more. Lawrence is a bargain buyer. Watmau's a gun. Lauren was good. Jamie Lyon just burned but him twice. Bure's the one for me. Last I love three Bure. weeks, he's, um, he's really sparked up. He's another one I've said to you before. I know he's on their bench and he's happy there, but if I'm Jamie Bure, mate, I'm going to Parra or someone else where I know I'm an 80-minute player every week. Yeah. I want to play first grade if I'm Jamie Bure, but... Uh, this week, they've got Manly, uh, the Storm, sorry. It's going to be an absolute blockbuster. Brookvale, we know how these two always throw it down, so I'm absolutely Saturday night, so abs- salivating at the mouth of this one. I'm a Melbourne man, so when we play Manly, I usually get my vocals out and swear at the TV a fair bit. Probably have a few brewskis while I'm yelling at the TV. Yeah. But uh, Canberra, last chance saloon, need two wins. They're going to New Zealand to play the Warriors. But God, we'll have to wait to see how this one plays out. Oh, but uh, in my books, they're done. You think Warriors win, uh, Warriors win over there? Well, we're going to have a very quick review on this one. The Storm versus the Eels, or should first I say the boy? 64-4, half time, 64 full time. They let an early try in on the edge. Melbourne, uh, a few things didn't click, but in the end, it was only a matter of time. They got that early try. Hoffman punched through the same hole twice. You know, what, what are you going to say about it? The first Did, half... Uh, yeah. Did the NRL implement the mercy rule in this game? Well, if they did, it because would, it would the have uh, yeah no, but the the siren went after seventy nine minutes and twenty seconds. If you got the replay on IQ, yeah. um, the Channel Nine gap. clock, yeah, the sixty point gap, the bell went off. Yeah, well, forty eight nil, forty eight nil, second half, ridiculous, sixteen hundred and fifty meters to seven hundred. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Fifteen line breaks to two, thirty five misses to eight. The sin binning, uh, the penalty count was in Melbourne's favour, obviously because Parra were laying all over the ruck begging for some mercy. And uh, the set count was 39 sets, went to Melbourne, 25 to Parra. Mm. So look at that. But what are you supposed to say? There's a million tries here. Here come the storm, that's what you're supposed to say. Will Chambers got through a couple of times on the edge. They play well through the middle. As a storm fan, I said this to you, my biggest love at the moment or my thing that makes me most happy 
is seeing that all these kids that we've spent time bringing into our development camps now playing mats, ball in the 20s are all starting to play first grade. Yeah. We've got Kevin Proctor who played his 100th game. We've got Jesse Bromwich, his younger brother Kenny. Tohu pulled out on the weekend, but uh, Jordan McLean. Will Chambers was part of our system. Justin O'Neill, Cooper Cronk, Slater, Smith have all been there since the North Devils project back in the early times of 2000. We have 11 players in that side. They may not be Victorian juniors, but they're our, our developed products. We've taken them from mats all the way through, and I'm just really happy starting to see some forwards in particular because mm. the, the dollar dazzles are all well and good, but uh, young front rowers, especially like McLean and that, they're players you don't have to spend much money on early on. Mm. They'll hang around for a go, and I'm just stoked to see some good forwards on the bench. Yeah, I love Bromwich. I love McLean and Harris. Like Those three on the bench, I'm smiling from year to year. Mm. We've got a younger... Younger bench, and they're going to be there for a while, I think. And to Parramatta, better luck next year. Oh, what are you supposed to say? They let bloody Tim Glasby run through a hole and jog, and then he palmed Mulaney off across his body. There's there's nothing more worse or technically wrong about that, but he still scored the try. So yeah. Billy Slater got a triple, one six seven nine, awesome. Poor old para. Tackling kickoff practice. I'm sure Ricky's done enough of that at the still managed to kick out on the full. Well, the spoon's going there because with two games left, even with two wins, technically they're 214 points behind the Dragons. So there's no way in hell they're getting away from the spoon. Well, they'd have to win both by 50 and Dragons get beat so in both by 50. Congrats to... Oh, more than that. Still 214. They had a lot to go their way. No, but negative percentage to positive percentage. Mm. Gap of 200. But two yeah. wins by 50, two losses by 50. You take nothing out of this. Seagulls and Storm, happen. you're going to get a true indicator this week about these two heading into finals. Eels and St. George, 15th versus 16th. So it's shit versus shit again to see who's going to float to the top. But mm. Moving on to the Monday night game and the ambush of the round, I suppose you could say. The Cronulla Sharks, 32 over the Roosters, 22, 26-0 at halftime. Mm. It definitely was an ambush. The when Chris Hornington's uh, stripping balls one-on-one and running yeah. 20 to score, you know things are uh, a bit weird. That was enough for me to go, okay, that's game over. Because the moment they gave that try to him, I was just in absolute bewilderment as to what just happened. Yeah, it was a bit strange. Um, but, look, for me, the, the Sharks were great uh, first half. The Roosters that highlights and things that I've been saying for you know the majority of the season, I know they're sitting right up the top of the competition, but I do have my concerns the amount of penalties they can give away. Um, well, they won know, the penalty count last night. They got 11 given they, to them and they put 10 the other way, so it was pretty close. Still 10 penalties. You, <laughs> still play, you play Melbourne, you play South, and you give away 10 penalties, you've got no hope of winning the game. Mm. Um, look, uh, they're a great side. They're attackingly, uh, attacking-wise, they're very potent, obviously. that You know, once you let them down on your line, um, they're going to score points. They roll through the middle. But, I mean, uh, the Sharks showed you the way. Bash up their forwards, pressure them from marker. Um, make sure you complete your set. Stop Kick the it early. Well, yeah, that's all the way to stop the roll yeah. on and um, get even share of possession. And uh, even with the flood of possession to the Roosters at the end of the game, still they lost the possession count. Yeah, with the powerhouses like your Jared, your Moa, uh, you know Isaac Lou comes on. They like to play a lot of one out stuff in the middle. They don't really expa- get too expansive. And the Sharks is the smartest thing you can do to one out carries off the right, which is. Just charge up in threes and twos and just whack the bloke before he gets over the ad line. And mm. Plenty of times the Roosters forwards didn't even get to look up after taking the ball on the advantage line, and there was three sharks there ready to maul. Yeah, the markers were. I thought the markers were very active last night, which was a, a good mm. tactic by Flanagan. Just one other one, Frank Pornuasala. Chant, don't have a ball play again. Yeah, he puts Sonny Bill. No, he can ball play, but don't when you're not, you the, don't have a role. Well, why Sonny Bill is the one who should be ball playing to Frank Paul, not him putting it. To, you know, mm. Sonny Bill. 
And I don't think, flip, I don't think the, Ro- the Roosters didn't earn the right to ball play last night. On the flip side of that, again, Sonny Bill, don't be passing a death ball to James Maloney. You should be running off him, Jim. Yeah. Uh, they lost their way last night, the Roosters. Well, you've seen, you've seen second half. When they got back on track, they put points up. Like, yeah, but no it's easy to say that they they no, come good second half. The, top, yeah. the Sharks clocked off and possession turned a little. Um, You're going to get your rub at the green, though. They got theirs in the second half. They yeah. grabbed their 22 points. The Sharks went desperation and kicked three penalty goals just to keep the, the buffer going. So they definitely... But I don't really rate the Sharks either. No, nah, well, if you're going to kick three penalty goals and find panic stations in the second half, I'm not really impressed by that. They no. should have gone for the jug while they were down on the try line. They took three penalty goals. So that showed where they were going. They yeah. were just trying to get out of there. But 21 penalties. I, I did enjoy it, though. I know... Oh, it was a good game of footy. I just absolutely loved the clashes. There was a lot of feeling in that last Dylan night. Dylan Harper sitting Gallon down. Yeah. That was good. And Bane Smith. Brian Smith just unleashing yeah. on Twitter. And Gal's dad. It's all on. Gal's dad. They should have Jesus. a charity fight. Brian Smith versus Gal's dad. Celebrity death match. I'll pay to say it. Bring him back. But, uh, you know, for the Roosters. Worry. Uh, I thought two of us are Sheck. Best player on the field for the Roosters. Seven last tackle busts. Try assist. Danced around. Made mm. a lot of them look stupid. I thought Jared still had a good game. He, he busted his ass again. I know he got met a couple oh, of times. He, he, was night, tired. But he was tired by the end of it. Just he, he, tackled, he just kept going, though. Just tackled, tackled, you, we, tackled. We've mentioned him. Isaac Lou, the bench forward. I don't think he doesn't get enough of a rap. Oh, he He's uh, a bit invaluable. He's another one that a club like Power or these fringe ones, you've got to be looking at these kind of players and trying to bargain boy. Mm. These Sam are the kind of was good. Yeah, I thought Sonny Bill, besides getting hospital board a couple of times, he still generated plenty. Two line break assists, a couple offloads, 130 metres. And yeah, you looked, you looked frustrated last night, but like yeah. towards the end of the game, I don't think Things the Roosters don't lose well. No. They don't lose well at all. Like no. they, they, they lost their cool, um, they lost their composure, which um, it gives you the formula if, they, if the other two sides are going to play them in, in, you know, in a month's time. Yeah, well, surprise, surprise who I'm going to get wrapped with the Sharks to. It was the stat men again. Fafita got 180 and 34 tackles. Gal got 233 metres, three offloads and 40 tackles. And Luke Lewis, 145 metres and 20-something tackles. Yeah. So as usual, they've got their forward pack, but they still lack backs, which is why I'm not putting them in contention for the finals. No. But uh, that wraps up the reviews for this round. So now I'll move on to... The Degenerate Gambler section brought to you by Cenebet.com. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumours on the NRL. Zerotackle.com Alrighty, Degenerate Gambler section brought to you by Cenebet.com. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with Cenebet.com. Get on to the App Store and download the Cenobet app on your mobile and fire up. The two free bets they give us every week are much appreciated. Obviously, on the Friday and Monday nights, we usually do the correct score or closest to. And the $100 charity bet they give us, we're much appreciated. And I think we're around 870 now. Up near 900. Up near Between 900. 850 and 900, so almost at 1,000. Yeah, well, unfortunately, this week the bet went down. The Roosters bombed a three-legged multi last night worth about $3, I think. Mm. So that would have been nice, but uh, upset. So who are we going to take this round? Um, we're going to have Melbourne into the Cowboys, both with 12 and a half starts. So we're looking just to kick it along for a little bit. Hopefully we'll get to the $1,000 mark around, uh, well, ne- hopefully next week, mm. uh, by the end of the, the regular season. And then... Come uh, finals time, we'll, we'll look to uh, go a little bit outside the square. You'll get better odds come finals time anyway. Yeah, I'll probably go back to a couple of uh, anytime try scorers or something like that during the finals near the $3 marks and the 250s and whatnot to try and get 150 200 at a time. But uh, let's start off the odds. What have we got? Alrighty, Friday night, the Broncos at home at Suncorp to the Knights. Uh, the Broncos, $1.75 favourites. The Knights, $2.10. The line is 2 to the Knights. 
game I'm probably going to steer clear of. Yeah, well, at the same time, like I said, I know Newcastle are missing a couple, but, you know, Brisbane didn't look that potent, so I'd outsiders, I don't think that's too bad, $2.05. Mm. Uh, the other Friday night game, the West Tigers, uh, they take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The West Tigers, $11 with a 22 and a half um, start at $1.90. Uh, the Rabbitohs are $1.04. Yeah, we know what's going to happen here. They're going to take Brooks and Brown away from them, so this is one I'd be steering clear of. Mm. Well, and Mr Gossip, um, he's got a little bit of a scoop for us in regards to South, so um, keep your ears peeled for that one. Uh, on Saturday, the 3 o'clock game over in New Zealand, the Warriors $1.30 favourites. The Raiders $3.50 outsiders with a 9.5 line. This is last chance for both. I still think the Warriors will get the job done, but it's another one that I wouldn't touch. They're both inconsistent. I'd probably be looking more of a 12.5 here on the Raiders at best. Yeah. Um, the 5.30 game, the Dogs at ANZ Stadium take on the Panthers. The Doggies at $1.34. The Panthers three twenty-five with an 8.5 line. Well, you're now looking at the Dogs without Barber, without Cassiano, and now without Pritchard. So I'd have to be liking a bit of the Panthers even with the start. Mm. Oh, the, the blockbuster of the rounds this one, Saturday night, 7.30, Manly v Melbourne at Brookvale. Manly, $2 outsiders. Obviously, Watmau hasn't been named. Um, I Melbourne, think he'll play. $1.80, um, and the line is 1.5 to Manly. Well, this one, another one of those ones I look I, at. I like, I like Melbourne, dollar eighty. I think you go 12, 12 and a half either way, but yeah, if you want to yeah, have a lash, if you want to have a lash on either of them, you're going to get your money's worth this week. They're both usually pretty short. Yeah, um, the first of the Sunday games, Cronulla at Ramondas at the prison, taking on the Cowboys. Uh, Cronulla are a dollar fifty favourites. The Cowboys two dollar sixty outsiders with a six point line. Well, I still like the Cowboys. I uh, know momentum can run out, but they know what their situation is, and if they win this one, I think uh, they've got it in the bag. Mm, interesting game that one. I think that's another one that's going to be a real cracker. We have got two in a row. The uh, last game on Saturday and the first game on Sunday. Um, this other Sunday game, three o'clock. The Roosters at home. Bounce back factor, the Gold Coast Titans have only, <laughs> only been able to name 16 players. Um, yeah, it's all awesome. strange situation. Um, but the Roosters are $1.03, the Titans $12 with a 24 and a half line. I think that, that line is ridiculous. Yeah, um, the, line, the line's... I'll be taking the line. The line is ridiculous, but at the same time... Uh, well, this is grand final for the, the Titans. If they're only naming 16 players, I'm not surprised they're at $12. They're but obviously... they've, got, they've got Bird back, they've got Bailey back. Um, there is some hope there. Uh, the 16 players that they've named... Uh, probably looks the best side they've named, uh, probably, you know, since the middle of the season. Um, but obviously, 16 plays is a concern. The Monday night game and the final Monday night game for 2013. Toilet bowl. Uh, the Parramatta Reels take on the St George Illawarra Dragons, and this game has been moved back to Parramatta Stadium. Yeah, well, I don't take it away can... from ANZ. Yeah, well, why would you put it ANZ? They'd be and, lucky to get 10,000. Uh, move back to Parramatta Stadium, which I know a lot of Parramatta. Season ticket holders will be happy about. Um, but Parramatta, $2.15 outsiders. The Dragons, $1.70 uh, favourites. The line is 2.5 to Parra. I'll, I'll probably take the 2.5 with Parra. Yeah, to be honest, I'd be back in the Dragons with multi-value to $1.70. Parramatta mm. still look impotent, but uh, the home plane has been named. So on the flip side of that, we've seen how much of a different side they are when he's in. Mm. So this is one I probably just wouldn't touch, to be honest. Yeah, I like, I like Parra. I'll um, maybe 6.5 start, get some decent odds on that. Mm. Well, as always, a big thanks to com for supporting us and the Degenerate Gamblers section. And if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with com. Get on there and fire up. But for now, let's have a chat to Mr. Gossip. Now, 
It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Welcome back, the man who knows it all, Mr. Gossip, on a day where Asada finally did something, but it wasn't in the NRL, it was in the AFL. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you wouldn't want to be an Essendon fan today. Um, yeah, I know it's, I mean, it's not our code, boys, but uh, you know, we've all been watching it closely, you know, just in case anything does happen, I guess, to the Sharks and our code, but wow, uh, they've taken a strong stance and yeah, no September football for Essendon. So mm. It's only taken uh, seven months. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And I guess if you look at it very quickly, guys, I don't want to talk about it too much. Of course, it's not our code, but mm. I mean, Essendon from from day dot had pretty much an open book policy and let let the starter come in and do what they wanted to do and and, and cooperate. Where the Sharks really have done pretty much the opposite to that. So mm. you'd think if the Sharks are going to be hit with anything in the next twelve months, that they'd come down pretty hard on them. Just, just basically for their failure to, to comply. Yeah, well, we had a we had a meeting when all this fell uh, through at Penrith, and that was basically the message. Um, you know, you cooperate, you're much better off. If you don't, we're going to have you. So, um, I guess the, the meetings at uh, the AFL or NRL, they, they would have been stock standard the whole way through. So, mm. Mm, interesting. I'll we'll wait and see what yep. happens with that. If anything does come of it uh, on the NRL side of things, but what do you got for this uh, this week, mate? Yeah, no worries. Well, we just touched on the Panthers, and the Panthers have, uh, uh, well, I don't think they've officially announced it yet, but um, Nathan Smith um, has signed a new deal with the club for next year. Um, apparently, uh, Smithy was told um, with Kevin Kingston as well that they wouldn't be at the club next year. Now, we know what that with Kevin. He's been re-signed, and, and Nathan's now been re-signed as well. So they've done a bit of a backflip on these two. Um, I don't know, boys, what's, what's your take on Nathan Smith? Good player. I like him. Yeah, I've I like always him. liked Nathan Smith. I think it's more of an injury problem as far as staying on the field is concerned, but solid player, someone I'd have in my top 24. Mm. Yeah, good, good. Uh, adds good depth for Penrith, that's for sure. So um, He hasn't got much game time this year, but so, um, that's been a little bit concerning. But when I saw his name on the team sheet on, um, on Friday night, I, um, I felt a little bit more confident about Penrith, put it that way. Yeah, no, for sure. Good, good player off the field as well. Mm. Uh, well, it's got a few um, just re- retirements this, this week. Got Maddie King uh, retiring, Brett Finch retiring, Scotty Prince retiring. And I'm also hearing Maddie Bowen um, had a big deal from the UK, but well, he, he doesn't want to go over there. Who'd want to go over there? Um, but look, I, I think he will retire. But well, well, if you were now a club, would, would you pick Maddie Bowen up, or is he seeing his last day? You think? I'd pick him up, but I, I don't think he wants to play elsewhere. There's, so. too, there's too many good fullbacks floating around. There's too many good young players floating around. No offence to Matt Bowen to justify blocking someone else's path in the NRL. I'm sorry. If, if, unless he's going to England, I, I wouldn't pick him up anywhere else. There's too many good young kids. So what, the Cowboys can't sign him on a reduced price deal or he won't, he won't play for a reduced price deal? Or? Well, I've offered him a reduced price earlier in the year and he knocked it back. So, um, look, I don't know the ins and outs of it, uh, whether he's just looking for money, but I doubt that that'd be the case with Matty being um, to the back end of his career. But, yeah, look, he doesn't want to go to England. I mean, if, if it's about money, he want to go to England. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I doubt it's about cash. I'd, yeah, look, I don't know, boys. If I was the Sharks, I'd be offering what I... Uh, sorry, if I was the Cowboys, I'd be offering um, what I had. Put it that way. 
Um, because, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're going to pick up any one big name at this time well, of year. I think from their point of view, they've obviously signed that Hezron Murga from the Northern yeah, Pride. that full through. They're killing it up there. They've got Wayne Alugala, the one you watched on the weekend. He's actually a fullback. He's not a winger. He's a similar kind of old. He's a little bit bigger than I expect him to be now, but he's also lightning. Uh, I'm pretty sure Clinton Greenshields is still going to be there as well. And well, Matty Bowen would be my number one choice. Matty, Bo- Matty Bowen's younger cousin, who plays in the 20s in the centres, Javid Bowen, also plays a bit of fullback. He's a good player, so they've got a couple I, options. I, I think um, he should stay another year. Just one more year um, to see those guys through. At least um, get all those guys around him and watch how he trains and um, you know the different sorts of things that they do up there. Um, but maybe with a new coach coming in, it might be the perfect time to, to part ways with him. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Yeah, you know, you'd just be hanging on for that in a good money, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Uh, boys, well, what, what I've got wrong, and that's Peter Wallace. Now, I would have bet my left testicle last week that he would have signed with the Eels. I know the Eels made a big offer. Penrith made Peter Wallace an offer about six weeks ago. It was a very low offer, about 100000 to 200 a year. Um, they said take it or leave it. And it looks like he's taken it, so he's... he's he said the Penrith for three years on fairly low money, boys. Well, he's a Penrith boy, so... Yeah, well, he wasn't going to play first grade at the Broncos, so what do you do? You, you know, him and Alan Ganey said he wasn't going to England. They were going to stay there and uh, chew up the money, which is pretty much what I said I would have been doing unless another NRL club offered. But uh, someone's come along. It's not great money, but it's his last opportunity, realistically, so he had to take it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a Penrith boy. I, I think, um, you know, I know there was a lot of sour grapes there when... Not, well, not so much sour grapes, but... I think he was pretty keen to stay at Penrith um, when he left in the first place, and um, it's good to see that some of these juniors coming back. I, I think he'll um, he'll go quite well at Penrith. Um, I, I'm not sure whether I think the Broncos situation has gone a little bit sour. Um, Anthony Griffin um, and him, I, I don't think see eye, eye to eye because he he definitely hasn't played the style of football under Griffin that he did under Bennett. That's for sure. Yeah, we can. I'm included when we're putting him at. That hook next year, that's for sure, We spoke to MG at the start of the port, and um, I said that like seven years. Like that's a ri- it's a ridiculous number to start with. Yeah. Um, every every club he's gone to, uh, he's thrown under the bus or he's he's got booted out of there. Um, oh, I really can't see the attraction in a seven year deal. Like, mm. how many coaches in the NRL would you offer a seven year deal to? Probably two. Probably yeah. Bellamy. Two or three max. I'd, I'd, I'd probably say only for me only Bellamy. Yeah, well, exactly. Exa- and, yeah. yeah, and another thing as well, they're saying uh, John McIntyre signed him from Rugby Union and whatnot. John McIntyre is a smart businessman. He's not dumb enough, or in my eyes, I bloody hope not, to come out and say, I'm going to give a coach a seven-year deal worth a million dollars a year. I'm pretty sure he's a smarter businessman than that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very odd anyway. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, there's been there's names already chucked up that would replace him, like Jason Taylor and whatever. But 
Exactly. Yeah, well, he's yeah. Cut, chopped with those players. He's done the signing, so as far as I'm concerned, it's his duty to stay at Parramatta and see through what he started. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, a very strange one, guys. Another one that's been heavily uh, publicised in the papers, and that's um, Ferguson. Now, we know he's been on the phone to Paul Gallon, on the phone to Todd Carney, and they're all calling him his best mate. They all want him to come to Cronulla after, you know, we all know what Ferguson said about Cronulla when he left it. Yeah, he wanted to leave there because he wanted to win a premiership. So, look, it's it's very strange if he goes back to Cronulla. Uh, where are Cronulla going to find the dollars? Uh, they're struggling for sponsorship as it is and membership. So, I don't know whether they get the money to sign someone like Ferguson. Um, to me, I thought Ferguson would have been a likely signing for the Roosters, especially if Sonny Bill does move on. But, yeah, yeah wow. I mean, if you're a Sharks fan, and I know none of us are, but you know, would you take Ferguson back? Yeah. You have to. Yeah. They've got no sense. <laughs> oh, that's that's their that's their need. But but he's a knob. The guy's a knob. I, like if I'm the Raiders, good riddance. How many times can you can you be burned by the bloke? Um, he's bad yeah. news. Uh, people like that um, divide dressing rooms and um, get coaches sacked. And you've seen all that this year with Canberra. And, um, as good of a player as he is on the field, I think a lot of stuff that happens on the field often reflects um, the culture or. Uh, you know the vibe in the team off the field, so uh, I, I couldn't have him, mate. I, he's just—he probably threw New South Wales under the bus. Um, he's thrown Canberra under the bus at least twice this year. Um, just yeah, I, how many chances do you get? Yeah, I was kind of with you on the the Rooster situation. I thought if Sonny Bill went out, they'd easily have the money. He's obviously not going to be worth a million or whatever Sonny Bill's on. But as far as they're concerned, him and Jennings with uh, Tupo and Sheck for now and then maybe next year check at the back and another winger coming and that'd be an absolutely ridiculous back line for James Maloney and Mitchell Pearce to play with that's for sure <clears throat> but uh, if you did, didn't up the Sharks they definitely need a centre that's for sure you touched on a good point there a minute ago saying that the, the culture of the place at Canberra's not, not great you know, I had a lot of emails during the week from Canberra fans you know, obviously whinging about uh, the way Ferner was sacked but look, if, if you want a culture change and obviously big changes are going to have to be made and um, I don't know enough about inside of Canberra, but Ferner, do you think he was sort of a, a cancer to that sort of culture there? Ferner? Um, it'd, it would be probably um, a better question for Louis, but for me, I I sort of felt as though um, he never really had control of it down there, to be honest. Um, they had that really good year in 2010. Um, they were successful and things <coughs> sort of went their way. Um, but ever since then, they, they sort of underachieved. And um, I mean, he's, he's gone through a period where he's had Terry Campisi, who is his star player, who basically hasn't played for two seasons, two and a half years, um, which would be difficult for any coach to, to handle. Um, and then he's had guys like Tom Leroy Lars, who haven't really lived up to expectations, who are on big cash. Dave Shillington. Monaghan. Yeah, Monaghan's, the Monaghan situation. He um, he definitely had, hasn't had it all go his way. And then you throw in, um, I know obviously they lost uh, Carney before yeah, he before got him. there. Um, you got Dugan. You lost Dugan. Um, and then you probably only saw the best out of Dugan for, well, maybe 12 months. So yeah, it's, been, it's a really difficult situation for any coach. I, I'd like to see um, any coach at any club deal with that sort of fallout and um, player turnover. So well, my cohesiveness idea, on the field is a is a big thing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's difficult for him, mate. I, I um, Personally, a lot of the stuff that he implemented game plan-wise, um, how they defend, I didn't rate it, I, I must admit, but um, it's probably unfair to judge when you just the player turnover is massive. Yeah, well, my biggest qualm is the fact that, especially after being there and looking what's come through, the amount of juniors they've pumped through and the amount that should be in their first grade side. I know Daniel Vito is probably one example of a bloke whose attitude probably wasn't that great, and he got moved on for similar reasons. He was just disinterested, but uh, Travis Waddell, Matt McKilrick, Paul Vaughan, Sam Williams, Anthony Milford, Sam Mataora, Drury Lowe, Josh Dugan, Jared Crow. I could talk until I go blue in the face, but yeah. slowly but surely they've either made their way to the door or they've somehow fallen off the bandwagon. So they haven't done a good enough job of you know blooding these players through or making uh, the, the juniors they've produced into a grand final winning side, which uh, realistically in my eyes, especially the way they've kept coming through in Papali and Milford and so on, they should be doing a better job of it. So yeah. something had to change and... On top of that, he, he stuck with his Ford pack that I've whinged about for the last couple of years. It hasn't changed a bit. They're all tall towers. None of them have good lateral movement. None of them have ball skill. The only one who offers a point of difference is Joel Thompson or Josh Papali, and they're losing Joel Thompson now. Yeah, They've got three or four blokes that can barely move sideways, and all they do is take one-out carries. He, he needed to get a bit more dynamic, and I think they definitely need a different coach to freshen that joint up, that's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see for, from an outsider looking in it's hard to judge for myself looking at these young fellas that are there whether they're leaving because of Canberra itself and there's nothing to do down there and it's shitty weather or whether it is the, the culture of the place you so know what I, the I, new coach in there it'll, it'll be different I really hate that um, players would knock back a, a shot at first grade because it's Canberra like that's um, you're in the wrong business if like if someone said to me you moved to Papua New Guinea and play NRL when yeah. I was that age I would have moved to bloody Papua New Guinea you move heaven and earth if you if you want it bad enough that that seems really strange to me and it I know it's a generational thing and um, they're a weird bunch the, the generation coming through and we're we're a part of it but um, I think maybe clubs are looking in the wrong wrong spots for some of these players or well, they're a little bit too soft on some of these players because. You know, the amount of players that Canberra pump through there, they, they should be more successful than what they are. Well, what you said before is my biggest qualm too. And, you know, qualm, I, I, that's a good word. When I went down there, it was a very good year. They had an absolutely outstanding side, but I was more than willing prior to that. I had a problem down here with Penrith not wanting a bar of me, being a local junior. And they ended up finishing second last, and somebody said, well, it worked out for the better. But at the end of the day, I was more than happy to be in a place like this exactly for the reasons that Brock said. I wanted to play football and in particular for your local club, uh, would have been outstanding, and I wouldn't have cared if we come second last. It just would have been the fact of having that opportunity. But at the same time, other people that I was down there with that were only 40 minutes away wanted to go home yeah. instead of staying there. And, uh, you know, I'm three and a half hours away, but I couldn't think of anything better than just anybody willing to give me an opportunity to, to play some kind of rep football and have a chance to move on to the next level. Yeah. Seems really strange, mate. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, it is strange. All right, boys, the last one I'll touch on uh, tonight, uh, and that's one that I did post up on NRL Gossip about eight or nine weeks ago, and that was Chris Keating going to Hull KR. It was finally confirmed last week. So, wow. yeah, the dog is, they'll, they'll lose a little uh, red-headed ringer to, to Hull KR for next year. I don't know if it's a major loss uh, for the dog. Mate, they're doing Do handstands in Hull KR. Yeah. Handstands on the streets. Ticker tape parade when he arrives in Old Cow. All I can say right now for the Bulldogs is good riddance. 
You've, you've just... I, I could not believe it. I said it all last year. Trent Hodkinson, where are you? I, I was just blown away, and somehow they still managed to get the grand final with Chris Keating. It definitely had nothing to do with him, but I think they had a chance to win that comp if Hodkinson's their halfback. Yeah. Definitely didn't ever think they were going to win a comp with Keating at halfback, and uh, look what happened on grand final day. I kept saying that to people last year, like, oh, doggies, brah. I was like, mate, not no, with the seven not, you got. Not, not, sorry, with not, not with the seven you got. I'm sorry. Maybe um, Mac can join yeah. it. They should package deal it for yeah. two meat pies, a sausage roll, and a yellow Powerade, my favourite. They, they, <laughs> they, they can share it after the game. Share it. Uh, bloody no. But uh, if that's everything, mate, we'll jump into the tips. And uh, the one game that was different this week was the Newcastle Cowboys game. Brock went Newcastle. We've both gone the Cowboys. So you've scratched one back. And uh, I'm slowly still there clawing We're tipping away. through finals too, aren't we? We're going to tip through finals. I don't know, are we? Yeah, we're tipping through It has finals. to be mutually agreed. Gossip, we're tipping finals? Yeah. Yeah, why not, mate? All right, we'll punch it all the way through. We'll make it yeah. a you know, race to the end. Hopefully it comes down to one point. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. But uh, as it stands, we've got the one point back. Brock's on 114. You're on 111. I'm on, I'm on 109, so... Slowly just lingering there in the background, but uh, kicking things off this week, Friday night, the Brisbane Broncos versus the Newcastle Knights up in Brisbane. What do you think, Mr. Gossip? Yeah, well, the Broncos, they work really good against Penrith, um, and the Knights, geez, they, they, were, they were fairly ordinary as well, so <laughs> um, you got to go to the Broncos, I think, being up there, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the Broncos. Do we know if Willie Mason or Jeremy Smith were named? Question. I didn't. I didn't get to look at the lineups, but that, if, I, if, I, I was at the pub all afternoon. So if, <laughs> all I could say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least you're an honest man. But if those two aren't playing and Cade's known's out, I don't know if I can back Newcastle missing all their go forward. To be honest with you, but uh, well, I'll tell you, I'm going. I'm going Newcastle. You're going. Newcastle. <laughs> I'm going Newcastle. Oh. I just think the Broncos stink. <laughs> Yeah, like, they, they stink. I just like um, the words, but yeah, I'm I'm going to stick with Newcastle. I think Jared Mullen, oh. Jared Mullen will guide the ship pretty well. I don't think they can back up that performance as bad as it was. I didn't think you'd be with me on that one, to be honest. I'm going to be, but that's only because I watched the Broncos last week just do what they did to Hodges to Gillette, just going here's the ball, sort something out for us on that left yeah. edge. So. Uh, the other Friday night game, I don't think we need to think too much because Luke Brooks probably won't get the opportunity to play. The Tigers at Allianz versus South Sydney. I'm going South Sydney. South Willie Mason has been named, um, uh, but yeah. no, no Jeremy Smith. No, nah, well, it'll, yeah, I'll stick. Um, but for for Brisbane, I mean, they're they're struggling, aren't they? They've got back rowers playing in the centres. Yeah, um, yeah. But up there, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right up there. Up there, up, up there. and Newcastle. We had the discussion before that. Man, they stink away from home. They're terrible wow. away from home. Absolutely terrible. We're almost as bad as Canberra away from home. But Tigers and Souths, Friday night, I've got the Souths, there's no arguments there. Yeah, in, with, in with Brooks, gossip. Yeah, I'll, I'll tip Souths, but I'm hearing that they might rest a few players, including Big G.I. Wow. Well, I still think they'll dust up the Tigers. Yeah, but, uh, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Saturday, fighting yeah. for their finals lives, New Zealand Warriors at home against the Canberra Raiders. The Raiders were an absolute shamble last week. The Warriors can't stuff up again. They've had enough opportunities. I have to go with the Warriors, especially yeah, being Warriors. Warriors, Warriors, Warriors. <laughs> Yeah, Warriors get the Raiders. Nothing there. Saturday, the Dogs versus the Panthers. Another one for the Pennies. They need to get the victory. The Dogs now missing Pritchard, Cassiano, and Barber. I'm going to go to the limit. I'm going to tip the Pennies. Wow. Yep, yeah, I'm going. Wow. I'm going there. 
the forward pack's been going good, and uh, they've just lost another big bopper. Lachlan Burr debuting on the bench this week. He's a good player. Keep your eyes out for him for the Bulldogs. Uh, oh. Another great young back row to go with Jackson and Finnegan, but I'm going to go the pennies here. Look, I, uh, I can't tip a team that has Clint Newton in their starting good. side. I'm going the dogs. <laughs> go for it. And yeah, Dave Simmons as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, mate. Yeah. I care. Dean, Dean, get off, get off the tip, Dave. Dean Faro should get the bloody trophy for that. Exactly. He's settled him up. <laughs> yeah, no, Rari, he's been playing out of his skin this year. Look, the only thing the Panthers have got going for them, boys, is I say it every week they're playing at night. They do well at night, the Panthers. Um, but yeah, well. I'd, I'm gonna go to the Bulldogs, I think. Good. Oh, that's one for me. I'm, I need to catch up. Two rounds is not enough time. I need, to, I need to start stabbing people. <laughs> All right. But uh, Saturday, here's one that might divide opinions. But I think I already know who Brock's tipping. Saturday yeah. at Brookvale, Manly versus the Storm. You know it. Yeah, he's going the Storm. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't leave Melbourne purely for you know. I'll tip. I don't think Melbourne will lose another game all year. There you go. We've only got two games to go. <laughs> no, but they've, oh, I, going, I said to him. I said to you that they'd go on a run. You going the GF? Oh yeah. They'll win. Right. I win every game from here Gossip, on. you know who I'm going. There's nothing there. But uh, Manly, supposedly without what now, I reckon he'll play. That's a load of crap. But uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think the Storm will win as well. And, uh, yeah, I think the Storm will be undefeated for the rest of the year as well. I tipped before round one that it would be a Rabbit Storm grand final, and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, well, well, I hope so. The only game they'll, they may lose is the GF. I'd like to add another... Premiership uh, jersey to my wall. I've got four of them now. I still don't care. The other two got taken off. That happened, <laughs> happened in my eyes. So get bent. But yeah. Can't take those off. But uh, Sunday. But, I tell you what, boys. I know the Rabbitohs uh, are very confident that they the minor premiership. Way. I saw some uh, minor premierships t-shirts printed today wow. from their supplier. So they're <laughs> they're very confident they're going to get this minor premiership. So well, just off that, we just off that, I hope they get burned last round. <laughs> well, I, I, I've got to. i got to be honest. I hope they both win this weekend. Because yeah, I want to say it. I'll be. Uh, I'll be at ANZ Stadium when the gates open well, to watch that game. Like, it, it'll be an absolute cracker. I want it to happen for a reason. I want us to beat Manly and finish third, and I want those two to kill each other last round. So first week we go in, they're beaten up, and we just pull our players out and let the Titans have an easy week. Yeah, they, go then, the Titans. Then turn up and beat the crap out of one of them after they fourth. <laughs> Because uh, history says that when Melbourne make uh, get the first week off, there's only once we haven't gone to the GF after that. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. Sunday. But Sunday football. This one is probably my oh. favourite game of the round. It's uh, at Silverwater Jail, E.G. <laughs> e- e- Ramonda Stadium, E.G. Shark Park. The Sharks versus the Cowboys. I'm very confident in the Cowboys again. I love momentum, and I love Jonathan Thurston, even though he's uh, decided to screw my top four bit and picking him to win the comp earlier in the year and start playing now that they've finally shivved Neil Henry somehow, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. Oh, this is a hard one. Don't care, Cowboys. This is a very hard one. Ride the lightning, my friends. Oh. When something's winning, you stick with it. Stick with it. I'm going the Sharks. Boo. It's at the prison. Yeah. Gossip, you, you sticking with him at Silverwater? Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with the Sharks too. The Cowboys, cool. That's they two don't away from home. They're last away. Uh, win from at home was I think against Panthers who played like Bustards. And so. is it um, is it just me or was the whole uh, Ray Thompson thing bigger than what we thought? Like for me, I think uh, they finally found some fluency in the nine position. They did, and now he's gone. Gosh, Jason, I think he's underrated. I think he did a really good job for Melbourne, but, yeah, but you know, is it, he going to be that guy for them? And you know what I'm going off. Matty Bowen's chipping him with try assists again. He's about to finish up. And Donovan Perthman is getting around the park. But and doing also, his game too, so. do, will the, how do the Cowboys react when they get bashed up a little bit? Bash back. 
I don't think they do. I reckon honest. someone from the Sharks has got this in bin. I think they're a little bit soft. Just, let's do it. I'm happy to watch the Australian front rowers mm-hmm. prove me. But, All right. uh, the other Sunday game, the Roosters versus the Titans. I'm not going to say anything here. Uh, the Titans fielded 16 players on their team list, so <laughs> I'm going to be going the Roosters. Oh, yeah, I'll tip the Roosters, but I think the Titans can win. This is our grand final, and this will be another game where no one will tip us, and we'll probably win. And then when you get confident, <laughs> they just burn you. So I hope TBC has a good game in the 16 jersey. Yeah, um, to be chosen. Good on you. Gossip? Yeah, wow. Well, this is a dangerous game, I think, for the Roosters. And I'll tell you what, ISC will be hoping that <laughs> they lose because uh, they're printing all these house my premiership shirts. But look, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I stick with the Roosters, but you have to. Don't you? you have to. But now here, here's the good one. Here's the great game. Oh, oh. The last mon- no. the last Monday night game of the round. The one I come home to on every Monday and think this is the greatest thing in the world after the worst day in the world. I think this week I'd rather just pop both my eyes out of my head. It's Parramatta now at home, no longer at Allianz because Allianz probably no, said no, A and Z. Sorry, take your rubbish game to a smaller stadium because you're barely going to get 500 people in here, let alone sell any hot chips and pies. <laughs> versus the Dragons, so Para versus the Dragons at Parramatta. The home plane's supposed to be playing, so I'm a bit divided. But Dragons, yeah, I, I, even though they've struggled to score points, if they dish up anything like they did, uh, especially against be embarrassed the Sharks, after like, um, they have to win. They they'll have be embarrassed to. after last week. The Dragons, I would have yeah. thought. Uh, the bounce back factor, boys, and Monday 60 night always causes an upset. I'm going to the Eels. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it happens more often than not, boys, on a Monday night. The upset no, I, Monday I agree. Night. I agree. Well, I just, I'm, I can't see it. I'm having a look here. There's only... They stink. One, two, three. There's four games we did the same, and then there's four with a possibility of uh, someone jumping yeah. away. Two of those, I'm standing alone. So this is a big week for me. Yeah, you could go down. And Gossip, you're, you're standing alone on two of these tips as well. So for me and you, this is big bickies here. Yeah, good on. Yeah. All the chips are on the table. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to hopefully have some moves and shakers. Otherwise, this could really make or break the pair of us after this weekend. Yeah, you could, so. be, you could both be hurting. This, this, <laughs> this might turn out to be me and you, Para versus the Dragons, while Brock dances off here. We might have to have a battle of the shit versus the shit to see who floats in the top of the <laughs> <laughs> That means I'm going to have to watch it. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're going to have to wait. After, I think after about 12 rounds when I was about seven behind the lead and five behind Lewis, I think TAB Sports Bet you put me out to premiership odds at a bit. Yeah, I was. No, you I'm weren't. Already here. Yeah. No, you weren't. I've been behind the whole time. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. Okay. Mate, I've got sheets still sitting in here from the start of the year. I've never... Who, even... was, who was last for the majority of the season? Me. Gossip? It was me the whole year. You're an idiot. I know, because I've been chasing. Mate, listen to the old front row here. Mate, I've, I've been... I was, oh, yeah, Gordy. I was, I, was, I, I was throwing in tips like in the middle of... When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.